His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida, 231 pounds, Barry Horowitz. Yeah, the chocolate's yay, Brasileño. Yeah, to the back of the hat, lean back in the lap, crack the window, hear the soldier sounds and that in the back. Ain't no cat in the hat, just a cat that can rap. This is Brunson. So what up, what up, it's your boy Brock Riley coming to you live from the spot over there, over there in the cut. This is Turnbucks and Brass Nucks. The world's three, the, what is it? I always forget what I want to say when I'm trying to say this, but we're like number three from the bottom in terms of uh, wrestling we're podcast. Back, there's only four, so we're at second place. Well, I'm pretty sure there's more than four wrestling podcasts. But we're third from the bottom, so we're not last. That's just my point. So you first, you're last. So, with me as always is Scuba Steve. Yes, sir. Double J. Indeed. We're here to talk to you about wrestling. And also to hope that within the next week or two, these people put batteries in their fucking smoke detector. <laughs> you know, I have a battery for it. I'm like, fuck him. I'll do it after. <laughs> you know, I started looking for it because I don't even know which one it is the other Because <laughs> it was actually pissing me off. So, Scoop Steve. What's new in the world of wrestling? Let's talk about it. What do you want to talk about? I know somebody don't want to talk about that, and that's double J. She can't stand that. But we're going to talk some TV, some TV shows. We're going to start off uh, SmackDown uh, 12, uh, the January. Um, starts off with, uh, it's supposed to be uh, Waller versus Grimes to the moon. But on the way to uh, getting in the ring, uh, Mr. Grimes gets jumped by Solo and Jimmy. Basically, uh, this is a uh, payback or repercussions based on the Fatal 4-Way that Nick Aldis decided to uh, throw in there at the end of SmackDown last week. So the Tribal Chief is pissed. He told the wise man at the end of that show, fix it. So I guess he's thinking that if he hijacks the show, that uh, Nick Aldis will back off. So uh, th- we start with the match, no promo, uh, but unfortunately uh, we get this. Uh, they're not going to fucking do shit with Cameron Grimes. They need to just let him go so he can do his job elsewhere. But uh, so they get in the ring. The funny part was you had uh, A-Town Down and Waller in there, and as soon as they started uh, hitting the ring, they hauled us. So, before they can really get going, Nick Aldis interrupts the promo and basically says, this isn't going to happen this way. The four-way is a signed seal delivered. And uh, also, as quote-unquote punishment, he puts the bloodline against the three baby faces, or I guess AJ's a baby face, who knows, AJ, LA Knight, and Randy Orton in the main event, knowing that there is no tribal chief yeah, he can only appear once every, I don't know, month. So uh, now it is going to be a wise man's job is to find a uh, replacement, find a tag team partner 
which is going to be interesting because they pretty much have fucked over everybody on the show. So we start off with that. Uh, Brock, you want to talk about it? You want to run back into the next match, or what do you want to do here, bro? No, no, no. Let's just keep them. I mean, the, the overall theme of SmackDown this week was the, the bloodline trying to find a partner. They didn't try that many times. They only tried it twice. Well, they weren't good at it. And anyway, no, but what's no. the JJ? You cool with just trucking? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm loving the Nick all this putting his foot down and saying "fuck you, bloodline." You're not gonna fucking. No, no, no. Fuck me. No, no. Fuck you. But other than that, yeah, no, I'm good. I really enjoyed this. The, the, I want to say next match. It was officially the next match, but the first actual match that hit the ring. We have uh, Cruz del Toro, Mr. Wild, the Flying Menace himself, against Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Um, are they going by any name or yet or no? Uh, uh, Legato World Order. Okay, so they're going to steal the LWO, but just uh, put it that way. I, I don't mind it. What I really enjoyed about this is the uh, heels get the first uh, entrance music. They come down. And I love instances where because they got jumped, the baby faces are so pissed, they'll jump back. And that's what they did. They, they jumped on uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Garza and Mr. Carrillo. Uh, and it was I, – I love that. I, it's a, it makes storyline sense. You know, you try to take us out, fuck you, or try to take you out. We do have uh, Mr. Santos Escobar on commentary. Uh, funny as always. The match itself was, uh, was, was pretty damn good. Um, there was a nice, uh, it was a double body slam on a Toro from the face or from the, from the heels, which I've, I've never seen that before, to be honest. It was a good mix. It was a 50, 50 offense on, uh, I like that. Uh, of course, Toro off the top rope, but I don't, I, I where are they hiding this cat? Then all of a sudden Carlitos music hits. So, uh, Santos Escobar looks to, to the entrance ramp to see, uh, and cut him off, but. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he doesn't look behind him, so he gets jumped. But the funny part here, it doesn't, unfortunately, help because the heels do end up winning with uh, assistance to the ropes. Um, again, jumping the bad guy from behind is not really a super baby face, but I like it. I like them jumping him for the bell. It shows real passion and heat that they, they uh, felt they got uh, disrespected. So, I dug it. Uh, match was good, and I like the story going forward. Um, Brock, do you agree, disagree? What are you thinking? I mean, I was okay with everything except for the fact that after all that, the fucking baby faces didn't win, like, for real. That's surprising. Like, even with, you know, Carlito causing the distraction with the with the attack, you know, you figured that would fucking distract the bad guys, not the good guys, but... It kind of worked opposite for them. No, I, I expected them to win because of it. Did you like the match, JJ? I thought the match was great. I, I mean, it, it went both ways. It was an interesting way to do the story. It was all right. Yeah. I agree. It was kind of stupid to have the good guy do the interruption and still lose, but it's whatever. The quality of work was good. You know, you got you're looking at four guys we don't see on a weekly basis. So I am a okay. 
Um, so we get a brief uh, little snippet where we've got uh, Mr. Uh, Carmelo Hayes uh, talking to Nick Aldis, getting interrupted by Waller and A-Town Down, uh, Mr. Theory, talking about the lack of safety in the uh, company and un- unsafe work environment, which leads us to a match that will happen next week with Carmelo and uh, A-Town Down. No, excuse me, later on the program, excuse me. Um, because the greatest thing I like about this, Waller says, well, I can't beat you up. I've already had a match. He didn't have a match. So that was cute. Um, let's truck on through to the 87th time in the last 12 months we've seen these two in a ring. We have uh, Bel Air versus Bailey. Uh, this is where we're going to have some interesting feedback because we did kind of chat with you, I think, uh, about it. I thought this match was boring as fuck. It was, I, I know it's not a pay-per-view. You're not going to bring it all out, but it was just a by-the-numbers kind of uh, kind of booking. Uh, the biggest storyline here is there's several opportunities while Bailey was distracting the referee that the rest of damage control could have done some serious damage to Belair and decided not to. So, again, going to the storyline that there's going to be a split of some form, some way. Uh, but I thought the mat, these two could do – I thought they couldn't do a bad match in their sleep, but I think they did an average one. Uh, JJ, what you think? I thought the match itself was actually garbage. It looked clumpy, clunky, just bad. Um, I was actually really disappointed in it. I'm disappointed in seeing the same fucking match over and over again, first of all. Uh, but it just – it wasn't it. Rock, was it it? I mean, it wasn't it, but it, uh, it wasn't bad. Um, it wasn't good either. No, it wasn't. But the, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I, very carefully, <laughs> I'd like to say that Bailey looks a little out of shape to me. You know what I mean? I, like, don't shame. No, and that's why I said I wanted to say it very carefully. You know what I mean? Not to... I'm proud of you. Bailey, you know what I mean? And I got a lot of respect for Bailey. You know what I mean? Like She's not putting out the same quality work. And it could be she's yeah. she's I mean, older. she really could just she's be scared to get hurt again, you know? Gosh, yeah. How many how many times can you have surgeries or whatnot? Right. You be timid. All right. And a lot of wrestlers do that. Unfortunately, a lot of wrestlers do get uh, shy after a major injury. Which who could blame them? You know. No. Not just wrestlers, athletes in general, because oh, yeah. you know, like we used to say that about Derek Carr, that, cut, you know, or, or yeah, that Derek Carr was never the same after he came back from his injury and surgery and shit. So, we're going to keep on keeping on. All right, so we get a uh, – JJ, what are they called now? Bobby's group's called the the Den? The, no, the Pride. The Pride. The Pride. So, we got Bobby and we got the boys there, the Street Profits. They come out looking for a fight. Well, out comes Mr. Ellering to point at the screen. This was That's the pretty- – Stupid shit. And there's another promo by Cross, and yes, it was garbage. 
And the greatest thing, though, the, the baby faces are kind of like, okay, where are they at? Where are they at? They jumped us before. There was no jumping. There was no nothing. It was just Paul Ellering pointing at a screen. I'm not sure how much he's going to pay, but I like that gig. Um, but, nah. Uh, could, they, they, basically, they both have, have names now. That's all the fucking the final, what is it, the Final Testament? Yeah, the Final Testament. The okay, Final Testament is, is Cross and ADA. I mean, the, the other guys didn't officially come out as the, the pride either. Yes. Let's so. say that. What, what was so stupid about it, Double J? Because you got <laughs> It was just garbage. Like, truly, uh, I mean, just, oh, I'm going to come out and just stare at a fucking screen and point at it. What kind of stupid bullshit is that? And then the other thing is that no matter what they do with fucking carrying cross, he sucks. He just, I don't know, maybe he needs a mic person, but it just, ooh, you're not instilling any fucking fear in anybody. You just suck. I wish they'd stop trying. Well, he's an investment, so they're going to try to repackage, repackage, repackage. I, because I, you know what I mean. There, there's something to it. It's just I, I don't want to blame it all on him because, like, I, I saw him. I've seen him outside of the WWE on his own, like just how he regularly is type shit. And there, there, there's something there. If you don't let him talk a lot, maybe yeah, just fucking put him in a ring. Let him do it. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe they should let Scarlett do most of the talking. You know what I mean? Or Paul, because Paul Ellering. You know what I mean? Who? Well, of the two Pauls, I honestly do not know anything about Paul Ellering. But all I know now is that he's Boulder Dash, manager of the one of the best, not the best tag teams ever. What you were saying, Double J? All you know now is he's a fucking idiot. Why? Because he pointed at a screen? Yeah, because all he did was stand there and point at that a fucking nice. screen. What kind of... That was fucking stupid. But I'm pretty sure that's what they told him to do. Was he had to play the video oh, package. Yeah, yeah. No, Again, no, no, no. and I'm not... Give him a chance to fucking say something first. It might not even be them. It's just whoever's fucking writing this dumb shit, whoever's involved with Carrie and Cross should be fucking whooped and fired and put on a fucking spit and Jesus Christ! Served to alligators. I don't know. What the fuck? Damn. Sorry, guys. I just got off another dose of fucking prednisone, so maybe I'm just a little angry. You know, you, you know what, Brock? Uh, there goes us starting a uh, carrying cross fan club here at the house. <laughs> Damn. Spick. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. <laughs> she called him a spick. <laughs> no. Oh, put him on a spit, roast him. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh! That's attorney thing. <laughs> no, it's not Rachel. All right, let's talk about some action. That shit would have been funny as fuck if she had called him a spit, though. All right, so we get the uh, previously mentioned match between Carmelo Hayes and, and Mr. Theory. The match is fucking really good, and I'm not a huge fan of Mr. Theory, but he was—I tell you—they were working well together. Unfortunately, uh, he was uh, trying to move off the top rope, Mr. Theory was, and they both landed very awkwardly on their heads. Uh, so the match was called at that point. Um, 
to the point, the match is fantastic to that point. Uh, I assume Mr. Hayes is okay because he was actually in the ring uh, Tuesday night. Um, they were both supposedly had bruised skulls or something, uh, but it looked nasty. So, you know, hopefully Theory's good, Carmelo's good, and they can keep on keeping on. Uh, did you want to talk about the match at all? It was a great fucking match. Mr. Mr. Brock. Yeah, man. I mean, I was there for that shit. I don't know their, uh, if they were ever connected and uh, face each other in uh, NXT. I'm not sure, but uh, they were fluid. They were really good. And then call up this, get this shit with uh, Trick Williams done, and, and let's get Carmelo up. Uh, he damn sure look the matches he's been in. He looks like he belongs. That's for sure. So now, um, as Brock had mentioned, uh, unfortunately, Mr. Heyman is, uh, might be a wise man, but he's not a good salesman. Uh, after first asking Carlito and giving him a fresh, uh, freshly wiped off apple, he was told no. Then he got a hold of Bobby, and Bobby basically said the only time he wants to be in the ring with the Travel Chief is when the title's online. Go fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. So it's three on two. Looks like dire shades for the um, bloodline, but no. We, as Randy is walking up to his entrance music, he gets jumped by Solo and Jimmy, which takes him, quote unquote, out of the match because now uh, they take him to the back to get looked at. And so we do have basically a tag team match between LA, AJ against the uh, bloodline. The match was good. Um, everything was pointed at the end that uh, the heels were going to take this one. All of a sudden, uh, Randy's music hits. He uh, basically gets the quick hot tag and finishes off with an RKO out of nowhere and gets the W. Um, afterwards, uh, there were some ass whoopings to be given by the baby faces. Again, I like it, uh, you know, and, and Randy was basically caught on Mike telling the guys, hey, we got to fight each other at the uh, at Royal Rumble, but we can get together and basically fuck them up, and that's what they did. So, ends with baby faces standing tall. So, uh, I liked it. It was an interesting uh, way to buy that. That was a smart way to handle it. Well, if we can't get a partner, we got to take one of them out. Uh, I didn't mind it. Uh, and unfortunately, it sets up, of course, the babyface winning. We're going to get screwed on this one. Uh, but we'll talk about that next week. Uh, JJ, what you think of this one? I thought it was good. It was smart booking. Good job. Okay. And that's from our favorite booker. What about you, bro? Was it a great job? Uh, I mean, the only thing that would have been cooler is if they actually, like, debuted another tribe. You know, like, if yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Lukea, whatever the fuck his name was. Well, who just, one of them just signed with Booker's uh, group. Fatu. Yes. He just signed off on the, his wrestling promotion or whatever it is, wrestling school. But I, I agree that that would have been interesting, Brock. I, I, I'm, I wouldn't, that wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind that at all. And then, and then the funny thing is now the odds are even more in the bad guy's favor because there's four of them when, when, uh, the tribal chief decides to show up for it. So they should have brought in Uka like a lady. Come on, you want to leave me? Pass the point, Mahalo. Oh, God, All right, so that concludes our JJ. You said this match was good. You liked it? You liked everything yeah, happened? It was good. All right, want to make sure. All right, so uh, we're done with uh, the SmackDown. 
we're going to run on over to AEW Rampage. Again, this was pre-taped, so it still has the basically homecoming stuff on it. Um, so we're going to start out of the gate. This is interesting. So Eddie is trying to do his best impersonation of Mr. Orange Cassidy as far as title defenses. Because, again, he's uh, fresh out of the gate. Him and Mr. Uh, Yuta, who uh, Brock admires his head of hair and facial hair. We all know that. Um, the match was solid. It uh, started off as a little technical. And then it just, of course, we got to have the machine gun chops. It's not an Eddie match without it. Uh, but it was, this, was, this was solid. Gave him a good amount of time. Uh, Eddie does uh, take him out. Brock, what you think? It was good, but now that you say that, it would be funny as fuck if, if on the low, like, I'm giving this nigga Yuta, like, a huge complex about his fucking, his hair and mustache. <laughs> he sure did get an anonymous email, so, threatening you, but I, I threw it away. I didn't think it was worth it. I mean, whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, look, man, I'm not here to, you know, shit on you. What I'm trying to do is help you in your career, and your career needs a new haircut and a fucking an edge, bro. Just edge the fucking lip up. You know what I mean? Get that fucking that mustache and beard combo looking nice. You know what I mean? And lined up like yours. And you not like mine. He got to have it. He can do it any way he wants. I'm just saying it's got to be lined up and not all over his lip and shit, looking fucking disheveled. You got to fucking have them clean lines. And he'll get the broads, too. That's extra. You know what I'm saying? Assuming that he swings that way and that he's not already entangled. Yeah, entangled. I like that. Entangled. Hey, well. Let's talk about entanglement here. We got uh, uh, Shiva versus the Queen. Uh, I don't don't know what the Queen... Amina, whatever her name is. Uh, it took me longer to to figure that out than it did the match. This was a basic yawner. Um, I don't know why they're doing what they're doing with uh, with Queen. I think she's actually pretty solid. She's had some good ROH matches. But as far as AEW, poo-poo on her. Uh, JJ, what do you think? Uh, no comment. No. Okay. Brock, comment? Oh. No comment? Um, uh, the only thing that I can say is that Queenie gives me these Grace Jones vibes that I'm feeling. Yeah, that's a good call. I didn't think about that. That is cool. Now, this uh, this match actually before, but I'm, I'm going to rant for five, five, ten minutes. No, I'm just kidding. Just a minute or so. So, coming out of the last uh, pay-per-view when he defeated... Uh, Mr. Rhodes, he kept saying he's not doing these kind of matches anymore. He's not wasting his fucking time. He's going straight to the top. Ooh. You know, he uh, swerve Strickland. Strickland. Sorry, Never said catch. swerve. I know, but him saying it's not worth his time was kind of his catchphrase. Oh, yeah. So, he's facing Matt Seidel. Use the context clues, just like I uh, did, yeah. but I mean, not everybody's as smart as I am, so. No disrespect to the six of you that listen. She's not talking about you. No, it's yeah. number seven when they come popping. 
So uh, I, I don't know where Matt Seidel is in the pecking order, but I don't think beating Matt Seidel is a guaranteed title shot. I don't. It was it was a semi squash. Seidel did have some little offense. I, I don't know if they're trying to. Maybe Matt Seidel is a great seller because he does have a match coming up next week's rampage uh, with uh, Mr. Uh, Ocho, Mr. Uh, what is it with you calling everybody Mr. This and Mr. That? Trying to be respectful. Matt Seidel's old. Matt Seidel, the, 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 the blind guy? No, that's not the blind guy. That's Alex. No, 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 no. That's Christopher Dan. He's the one that went like, in the promo <laughs> with Jericho yesterday. Basically said he needs to face somebody who's beating him. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, so this is it's a basic squash. Swerve takes the W. Of course, my heart accelerates once I see Mr. Nana doing the Dan dance. JJ, what do you think of the squash of Mr. Sidell? It was pointless. Okay. Especially if you're going to come bring Sidell to do some, you know, thing with Jericho. That was stupid. Brock, what do you think? Was it so stupid? It was kind of stupid. I but you know what I mean? Like, what's interesting to me about this type of shit is that, like, this nigga, uh, Tony Khan, has uber talent on the roster, right? And it makes you wonder what makes him choose one over the other, because, you know what I mean? Uh, so you're giving Matt Seidel fucking matches, but. Yet we're, we're clamoring for fucking uh, Rusev and fucking other people yeah. as such. I'm going to mention that later on. We're going to talk about collision too, so I'm glad you jumped on it. So, you know, I don't know. But, uh, and it's not to say anything negative about um, Matt Seidel, Christopher Daniels. I mean, these niggas was fucking definitely dope, but. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, Daniels has been there for a long time. You know what I mean? There's just a certain time. I mean, and, and Seidel looks still pretty fresh for, for being as long as he's been in a name. But, you know, at some point, you know, it's time to fucking let it go and let the fucking new guys get this fucking airtime that they need to move the business forward. You know, and that, but, okay, you're right, absolutely. And you should use those Matt Seidel's to bring in the new word talent. But when you've got a guy like Swerve, then you need somebody who's a little bit more tenured or, you know, that's somebody you could have started with Jericho and said, oh, you think you're hot shit all of a sudden, blah, 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 you know, whatever, you know? Whatever you know, yeah, do you know China and Japan are two different countries, right? Yes, <laughs> so our main event is uh, the Dark Order, Eva Uno, <laughs> Alex Reynolds, and John Silva, the little stout powerhouse. Uh, they're taking on Daddy Magic, Jake Hager, and Cohen Ainge. I'm not even gonna bother with him, his storyline with uh, what's her name, it's getting boring as fuck. Now again, do remember this is this was taped after Wednesday's uh, the Dynamite, which again was homecoming. It was a lot of matches with people that associated with uh, with uh, Brody Lee. 
Um, so Dark Order does come out on top. There was some fun shenanigans where a negative one was uh, wearing the blue hat of, of Mr. Jake, which caused a distraction, which caused the win for the Dark Order. I, you know, again, I didn't mind it for a quote-unquote uh, main event. Uh, I don't know if that's really worthy, but but again, it was this was more based on a tribute versus an actual storyline. So I didn't mind it. What'd you think, JJ? Um, it was fine. I mean, not much to say there, to be honest. Right. Uh yeah, uh, I kind of agree. Cool. So we're gonna we're all gonna agree to go to Collision, and uh, co- Collision battle the belts. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if they were continuously one show, but if you're gonna have a battle of the belt show continuously like they do almost every quarter of the year, if you will, they, at some point they need to drop a belt, but. That's not me. That's up to them. So we're continuing with the Adam Copeland Open Challenge. Brings out Lee Moriarty. And I didn't mind this. Uh, I I like Lee Moriarty. I think he's solid. He's not being used worth a fuck. I don't know if he's still part of, uh, was it Nana's uh, mobile embassy, whatever. But no, and that's the thing, too, that what I think that they really need to do, and they might even, with the, with the, with the amongst the shows that they have on regular TV right now, right? So there's the Wednesday night, the Friday night, and the Saturday night, right? Yes. One of those nights needs to now be relegated to ROH. It's an ROH show featuring ROH fucking talent. And then draw that hard line in the sand already. You know what I mean? And every now and again, of course, because you got two promotions, you could do interesting shit where the other one comes to the other and the blah, blah, blah. But this fucking shit where, you know, it's basically the same company, but on the two different banners is stupid. And this is another way that you could now fucking highlight different talent on different shows. You know what I mean? I, I think you stole my notes because I was, I was going to talk about that when we talked about Dynamite too. JJ. Yeah. Your opinion? Uh, no, I agree with you guys. You've got the time to do it. Do it. You know, you you got those hours. Go do it. Yeah. No, I I, I again, and, and Moriarty's a solid talent, man. Yes. All right, so uh, I got again. I was going to talk about it in the future, but it hits here too. We have a six-man tag: the Mogul Embassy, the ROH champs, Gates of Agony, and Brian Cage defeated the Righteous and uh, Lance Archer. Not a bad big man match, and and pretty much uh, the, these three. There's one of the righteous that's a little smaller, but still a decent size. Uh, but this was stemmed from when Archer teamed with two of the three uh, the week before and had a little miscommunication with the Gates of Agony. Uh, so the match was decent, uh, and but again, this is uh, going back to what Brock had said, and I'm going to mention it again here a little bit. The 
All of them except for Archer are OH people. Now, KJ flipped here and there a little bit, but since he's left Taz, couple years back, he's primarily been ROH. I mean, there's we haven't seen the ROH tag team or the R, excuse me, AW six man uh, team for a while. Why I don't think they're injured, so why aren't you why aren't you using them? Who are uh, the six man? It's it's uh it's it's uh Mr. Ass and the acclaimed. Oh, yes. But anyway, Brock was thinking of the match. I mean, it was if solid. You know what I mean? Like. It what, what sucks about uh, AEW, which is also its biggest strength, is that they have so much fucking talent that you could just you know throw a dart, you know, blindfolded, and you're gonna hit something fucking dope. You know what I mean? Because a lot of them are good, but that's why you, we need to fucking draw a hard line in the sand so that we could feature them in their element, and then. When they're ready, then we can start doing dope ass flippy floppies. Where you know now, I've uh, uh, my name is fucking such and such wrestler, and I'm the current ROH heavyweight champion. But I'm gonna vacate my title to now go after the AEW such and such title. You know what I mean? And that's how you transition them back and forth in different ways. You know what I mean? But there's got to be a hard line in the sand, and you gotta fucking start. Featuring your younger talent and, and building new stars at all times, you know. Well, that's supposedly what their mission statement was. Yeah, you know, kind of. We're gonna, and, and you know, we're gonna talk more about that when we uh, talk about a interview uh, on Dynamite. Uh, JJ, two cents. What you think of the match? It was good. I mean, okay, no, I don't think you were in it. No. Not really. So, there's a little stuff that transpires afterwards that involves the uh, Bullet Club Gold. And Piss is not out of Dancing God off, and he makes the challenge to them for Wednesday night for the six-man tag, which we'll talk about later. This match perplexed me a little bit, uh, but kind of doesn't because it's going to tie into something of Dynamite. But we have, we have Dustin Rhodes again. He faces, oh, God, Willie Mac. Uh, Dustin wins. It was pretty much a squash, but it was clumsy as shit. I, I, I don't know if it was chemistry issues. I don't know if Willie Mac just ain't Willie Mac no more because, I mean, he's been sloppy before, but not. I mean, this was bad. Yeah, Willie Mac is the definition of fucking sloppy. Man, get the fuck out of here. And I'm talking about looking... Being acting is the definition of sloppy, you know. Uh, and I'm sure that he did good <laughs> somewhere to get his fucking. They like him extra sloppy. Like to get his fucking position here, but this, you know, what I mean, this is this is the big leagues, and he's not cutting it. No, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. And he could, and he could, you know. I mean, maybe you change him up a little bit again. You know what I'm saying? You'd be surprised with a shave and a haircut would do to a motherfucker. But him and him and um, what's the other cat? 
that he was the the Impact World Champion, but he he had just uh, been fired from WWE with uh, some sort of allegations of fucking. I don't know if it was spousal abuse or some shit like that. Oh, and okay. I, and he was—he was part of a tag team, wasn't he? No. Oh, not that cat. Okay. He was a—he was a—he was in the fucking—he was all up in two five live and was about that tournament. Um. I don't know. You're not talking about a, uh, Dream. No, no, no. Okay. No, he's a black dude with dreads. Oh, that's Dream. No, Dream didn't have dreads. I'm talking about like shitty homeless nigga dreads. I don't know you're talking about, Brock. You do, man, and I know you know exactly what I'm talking about too, man. Two, okay, so two hundred five live. You're talking about the any for special abuse. Oh, um. Goodness gracious, what is his name? I mean, I need better clues, man. You guys suck. Huh? I said I love you very much, AJ. Um. And he was a world champ? His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida, 231 pounds, Barry Horowitz. Okay, so we're back here, and... Rich Swan was the name of the cat that I was talking about. Oh, okay. He, yeah, he was he was the champ at ten. Yeah, okay. All right, gotcha. Good call on that one. We got to give our research department a raise. Thank you for the Google box. Yeah, Google it. All right, so the next match um, is going to be uh, one of a couple squashes in a row here, and I'll actually even say the. The Dustin match was pretty much a squash. Uh, so we got Adam Page versus G.D. Drake, one of the work horsemen in a singles competition. Um, match was I, I, It started like it was going to be a 50-50 booking, and then it just turned into an ass whooping. Um, so, squash, what do you think, Brock? I think it was squashy. JJ, was it squishy? Yeah, it was too squishy. All right, so we're going to get to squishy number two in a row. Now, I understand you have to build talent, but we got to spread this shit out a little bit. All right. Uh, because the second of three in a row, we have uh, the brand new AEW recruit, Brazo, against Red Velvet. It was a squash, but it's almost a squash similar to. Uh, Dustin's because it was just a lot of miscommunication it looked like it was a clumsy squash which is even worse than a squash uh, JJ what did you think of the lady squash I don't I thought it was very clumsy for her first like match like that very bad she, she is talented she, she does have talent Brock what did you think of the ladies and their clumsiness Hey, Brock. It was fucking clumsy, you know, like, hey. You know, like, when, when you look at the ladies, and, and what's funny about that shit is that I feel like the four horsewomen of of wrestling 
set a bar so fucking unrealistic right away that you know what I'm saying when when you look at these matches and you try to compare them like a fucking you know it's, it's an unfair comparison cuz i said on monday watching raw that i felt that women's wrestling has completely completely lost its edge it's not it's almost i feel like it's starting to go back to the brian panty age where the girls are just doing stupid shit you know what i mean they'll never go back that far that that's what you said but it just yeah i think that's you know that's a little like overstated but like it's those matches were disgusting just whatever i watched every single one of them Three to four times just to make sure that my opinion of disgustingness was accurate. Whatever. And I was right. Stupid. <laughs> uh, besides uh, Pervy, Pervy Steve. <laughs> um, no, it, you know, it, it's, it, it, has, it has peaks and valleys and the shit about it is that there hasn't been like another really great women's match maybe since um you go back as far as, as Rhea Flair? I didn't even think that match was that great to be honest. It was solid hey, and, compared and to the rest. Again, they're, really? they're two of my favorite women wrestlers, you know? Um, I I like the Bel Air match with Io and Puerto Rico, but I think I got sucked into it. It was a solid match, but I think I got sucked into it because the crowd was so hot. I mean, they were you know, and the and the fire. And, so I don't know if I give that rating a better rating because the atmosphere was that way. It could be, and then you know, what I mean, uh, the the War Games. Was still pretty fucking satisfying in terms of women's matches are concerned, but it, if we're talking about one to one women's matches, like if you're not hitting that fucking Bailey and and Sasha, that was such a great fucking match. Uh, epic two, shit. Yeah, two out of three was amazing. The both of them, you know what I'm saying? Both matches, you know what I mean? Like the the. The original match and then the fucking the Iron Woman match, you know what I mean? Both of them were such classic fucking matches and, and so like tooth and nail like edge of your seat type shits that you know, the bar was set very, very high. And then there's other people, you know, other combinations of those four women when they get together They've had really great matches. Yeah, or even when they did the when do you remember when uh Kyrie and Asuka did the tag team uh, It was the ladder match with uh, yeah. Yeah. That was a great fucking match. Um was, Kyrie used to have some amazing fucking moves and, and Asuka. No, then you don't think you figure the fucking like the Rhea Ripley versus um, Shayna Baszler's in, in NXT, yeah. Um, or all of the Ray matches, yeah, no, for sure. And maybe point, maybe, it's, maybe it's going taking the women's division 
back to that NXT feel and doing what they do there on the main roster, I think is, is what they really need to start doing in, in every company. I honestly feel that WWE in general, not just in women's matches, in general lately, to me has been feeling like if somebody, they have somebody producing in the back that's from, you know, the 90s, the 80s and 90s that is just bringing back way too much old stuff that's just not, like old storytelling, old storylines that just don't work right. You know what I mean? I don't know, because we said that when the Bloodline shit was fucking popping and the Bloodline shit was the greatest shit. Um, I feel like it's they're in um, they're in a reset period where they're just getting over the, the, the Bloodline shit and now they're trying to latch on to what's the next, the big thing. And they're kind of, they might be grasping at straws a little bit to, to, to get that thing, but I feel like the, the, the pieces are all there they just have to really just figure shit out and say, all right, this is how we're going to go yeah. with everything and everybody. But unfortunately, that's the problem. The pieces have, have been there. It's just somebody's fucking dropping the ball. I mean, I hope it gets better. They have the talent, but we'll figure it out. But speaking about talent, we got uh, six talented young men here. Well, I don't know. A couple of them are that young. So we're going to end Collision with a six-man tag. FTR with Mr. Dancing himself, Daniel Garcia, versus the House of Black. Now, they had some interesting spots where Garcia was almost immediately mocking uh, the Indian sitting of Malachi. So Malachi threatened he was going to do the dance, but he, he couldn't do it, but uh, I, the heels do take the W. Um, I like the fact that Buddy did get the pin, so uh, that was good. Daddy Magic was on the mic, um, the, and for some reason, uh, Brody King has had a problem with uh, Mr. Magic, because after this match, and again, the, the match is solid, uh, he goes after Daddy Magic, but luckily for Daddy Magic, uh, Garcia and the FTR come for the save. So, solid match. I don't know where they're building this uh, Brody King, Daddy Magic thing. This has been about the third altercation between the two. So, uh, it needs to get somewhere quick, and I just can't see a program with that talented behemoth against uh, Daddy Magic. I'm sorry. Uh, What did you guys think of the match? And I'll start with Brock. Uh, I mean, it was it was it was a good match, considering the the people. But there's something that was um, I don't know. I guess it, based on that same premise, that it was a little bit of a letdown. You know, expectations were not met. Is what you're saying? Yeah, you know what I mean. Because I mean, and they were super high, considering who were once again who was involved and shit, but I don't feel like that shit ever got to the level that we was looking forward to get to. It should have been with those talented motherfuckers. JJ, what'd you think? Uh, I also thought it was a letdown, and I think what the, the story's trying to be is 
to give Garcia a good reason to go after Brody because they've had their animosity um, and or to use it to show why he should go with the House of Black but um, I don't know I don't know I just fell short and I will say I've been saying this FTR in general have been falling short with me uh, for a minute so here's that yeah yeah and again that could be expectation um oh i i may have just passed by it because pretty much uh I, the, the match was that quick the third squash in a row was hooking hooking a jobber and again they're just building up the hook samoa match uh, we'll talk about later so that ends officially collision but now we're getting into the battle of the belts uh, so we're going to start right out of the gate here. Starks and Big Bill versus Jericho and Sammy in a street fight. Um, well, at least they didn't try to come up with some fancy fucking name for it. It's just a street fight. Anything goes. And it's not a, it's not a no holds barred street fight in any type of, uh, arena that has a golf cart. If Sammy doesn't get the golf cart and try to kill a motherfucker. Uh, I love it. It's a great spot. He he will find a golf cart anywhere and try to kill his opponents. So I really enjoyed that part. But this actually was more about uh, the ending. Uh, it looks like uh, Jericho and Sammy have it under control. But then there's interference for the Don Callis family. We've got uh, Hobbs that interferes and also <laughs> that interferes and allows uh, Sammy to do a dive onto, of course, a gimmicked table but it was from high up and uh, he gets pulled out of the way at the last second uh, and gets the Stark and Big Bill victory I didn't mind it uh, I think uh, I wouldn't mind a good little run for Starks and, and Bill uh, I know this had to be kind of pivot because originally it was going to be the what are they the Jets or whatever they're calling themselves the, uh, him the and uh, Omega thank you and so they did have to pivot, so I'll take that into account. I like the match. I just I didn't like the fucking bullshit uh, interference. Not one, but two people. So fuck them. Brock, what you think? Uh, you know, a couple of things, right? So like Jericho and 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 what's his name? Sammy Guevara? Guevara. I was going to say Guerrero for some reason. But Guevara. So they've tried to make this something many, many times, and I don't think they've ever really been successful with it. Um, Like, people just don't get behind them as as a duo like that. You know what I mean? It's just like we don't give a shit about them. So it's time to stop doing that. You know what I mean? Just let Guevara do his own thing and exist away from Jericho for the rest of his career. Because, you know what I'm saying, the rest of his career or the bulk of his career is going to have to be without fucking Jericho anyway. So it might as well let the nigga stand on his own two, you know, his own ten toes and fucking Come on. be a man. You know that fucking Jericho is going to be like fucking Flair that fights till... 
he until he literally stops breathing. He's up. I mean, maybe that's the case, but you know what I'm saying. For Guevara's sake, you know what I'm saying. He needs to step the fuck away from that. Nigga, you know what I mean. Um. Then you have the. The unruliness, or the you know what I'm saying, like the Don Callis family, is not like the Heenan family. You know what I mean? Like there was a, a sense of cohesion when you dealt with or or saw the the Heenan family, but the Don Callis family just seems kind of all up in the air, all over the place. You know what I mean? Like there's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, you know what I mean? So they, that's already fucking like outlasting its fucking welcome. And then um, who are they Who are they facing on? Oh, so then you have Big Bill and fucking um, The Champs. And, uh, and, 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 and Ricky uh, I was going to call him Ricky Smiley, but that's not his name. <laughs> Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. And, like, you have, the, you know what I'm saying, you had the chance to kind of, you know, recreate what what he had with Enzo Amore. Yeah, the mouthpiece, yeah. But, you know what I mean, like, it, it's, it, the, either they're not giving them the opportunity to do that, and if they don't, then, you know what I mean, like, I don't think this is going to work, and you might as well dead that, too. So there was just a lot of fucking not good wrestling shit all up in this shit. What'd you think, JJ? Uh, I think fucking Jericho just needs to fucking hang it up. Well, it is, again, Jericho thinks too much of Jericho. You know, and I've said this, and and I will say to the ends of the earth, earth, to the ends of the earth, he, you know, he deserves his respect. No fucking doubt about it. He's been amazing. He is, you know, no doubt about it. Forget about it. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm talking real weird today. Um. But yeah, no. Yeah, enough is enough. Take your little old that old lady ass and sit down somewhere. Don't hurt yourself. Kill the hate. She, she calls Come to the dark movie. side. Come on, he. You, we've discussed this at nauseum. He looks like an old fucking. Let's get the fuck down. Especially after a match where the hair is all over the fucking place. Do you know what? I, here's the other thing. Okay, oh and I've said this before. We don't know what happened. We don't know what's going on. But the smart thing to do for the interim would be, hey. Let's, you know, lessen your airtime until shit blows over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, they, you feel like there's that sense of let's let's try to push them so baby that even though there's non-baby shit going on around them, maybe people will forget about it. You know what I mean? But that's just it. He doesn't because if you think about his fucking promo on, on this past Dynamite, it wasn't baby at all. It was just stupidity. And it's stupidity to put him on fucking air. It's just, again, it was one of those things that 
There was absolutely no purpose to keep him alive. And there was no purpose of putting him alive. Yes, I understand that, you know, he that he was supposed to have with Kenny. But once the Kenny thing fizzled, stop. Leave it there. I'll find something else to do. I'm going to go walk in the sand for a little bit and fucking pick up some rocks and be okay for a little bit. She's like, there's two steps of footprints. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure you're done, JJ. That's not me. No, I'm talking about your your rant. Oh, yeah. yeah right, I need to calm down. It's raising my blood pressure and my heart rate. Well, this will definitely raise uh, Brock's blood pressure. Julia Hart versus Anna Jay for the TBS Championship. Man, if this isn't a good uh, commercial for some Kleenex, I don't know what is. So uh, gross. I told you to stop saying that. Not my bad. So, no, I, I got a drippy nose. You have an awful creepy vibe on this episode, uh, Scuba Steve, just to let you know. Thanks. So, Julie Hart does take it. The match was good. It was just short. They did not give them enough time. I don't know if the, the no-holds-barred match or street fight took too much time, and they had to cut it, and they're not going to cut the next match So because it's guys. Let's just cut the girls. But, uh, no, the, the match was good. Hard is improving by the day almost. But Anna Jay did get some good offense in there. The problem was just the abruptness of the ending. They just didn't get enough time. JJ, what do you think? I blame Jericho. It's Jericho's fault. <laughs> Brock, what did you think? Um, it was fine, you know. And uh, I guess revolving around uh, has everybody in a – can you hear me? Yeah, you cut off for a second. We lost you for a second. We said revolving around, and then we lost you. I guess, you know, everything revolving around uh, Brody Lee's death, you know, the anniversary of it and whatnot does have, you know what I mean, like um, those that were (coughs) involved with him like that, you know, up in arms and, and doing their thing. So, but... Like, I'm there for it. You know what I mean? Like, it means a lot of good people are give, are given, are getting a lot more airtime and, and time to fucking show their skills. So I'm, I fucks with that. Anna Jay is way better than what she's been given before. Correct. And I feel like if they if they really opened up like like they 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 started to, and then they pulled the fuck they put the brakes on it and and it was like oh man you had something there you know when she was fucking choking bitches out for no reason, I was like okay this is this is definitely a way that you can go with Anna J. Now she's just gonna be the crazy bitch that just yokes niggas, bitches out in the back you know what I mean I fucks with that. But they didn't, they didn't, you know, go anywhere with it, so it kind of fell flat. And then 
she's been back and forth in terms of, of baby and, and heel because she teams with these people at one week and then these people the next week. She was teaming with uh, Guevara's wife, wasn't she? That's her, that's her, you know, her BFF is shit. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, so uh, within the same month, I want to say she teamed with um, with Soraya and the fucking yep. uh, dumb, dumb chicks. But then uh, she teamed with... She had the eight-woman tag. Right, you know what I mean? So... With the babies. We need to definitely figure out what we want to do with her and then just fucking just give her the fucking ball and let her run with it. Because I feel like she could do she could do good things. She's talented, and it's not just because she's my boo boo. Oh no, we fi- we figure you're fair and unbiased. So, but all my boo boos right. are good wrestlers, and they do their thing. Did you did you like his boo boo in the match, JJ? Yeah, I mean it was it was fine. It was fine. All right, so we're gonna end our clash of the belts, or battle of the belts, uh, with. That's why Brian I need to set a, a a wedding date so I can invite one of these uh, lovely ladies to the to the event. Not Tony Storm. I yes, invite her. absolutely. Who says yes? Is no, coming. She's got gonna she's gotta to come in black and white. She has to come in black and white. She has to have the butler. She takes over my day. I'll have to kick her ass. No, she gets no butler. You know what I mean? She's gonna be on my arm. She ain't gonna... she's, she's gonna be looking for Wendy Richter to fuck her up. If she's gonna ride any shoulders, it's gonna be. Tell, tell her Wendy Richter. Tell her Wendy Richter will be there. Maybe that'll push her. Orange Cassidy versus Preston Vance again. Kind of what uh, Brock was just touching on again. A lot of this is kind of tribute to, to Brody. So uh, Preston Vance um, usually just a. Uh, a tag team competitor, but tell you what, he had a very good match, um, which again, Orange is, is fantastic, but uh, it, it was a real solid match uh, back and forth. Did I ever think that uh, the champion was going to lose? No. And again, if you're going to do Battle of the Belts, you got to give up one belt every two or three times. Uh, but it is a win for Orange Cassidy. Um, and uh, afterwards, though, the kingdom and Roderick Strong show up. They come over, but then uh, they don't do anything. They just kind of leave OJ alone. It's kind of like, a, hey, what's up? So, again, we're going to talk more about that when we talk about uh, Dynamite. Um, JJ, what did you think of Orange and Mr. Preston Vance? It was a good match. Really good show. Appreciated it. Wow. Uh, I think that nigga, you know what? Brody King definitely has an eye for talent. You know what I mean? Because if you say to me, like, they fucking drove the the point home on these uh, episodes that uh, Preston Vance and fucking um, Anna Jay were handpicked by fucking Brody Lee. Yes. Then, you know what I mean? Then... It does say a lot for his opinion because he picked really good fucking people that, you know what I mean, you have really big upsides. Like, you could do a lot with Preston Vance just like you can do a lot with Anna Jay if you just wanted to fucking take the time and, and, and make the effort to do it. So, 
well, Preston Vance was part of that that Roosh team that just. Sure is. I mean, and I understand Roosh was part of the um, whatever that uh, competition was, so they had to kind of halt. But bring it right back! Come on, don't let that momentum die. Yeah, no, and it's a fact that that uh, Naito. Who just who had just recently uh, won the the G one is a member of El Faccion Ingobernables de Japón, and you know what I mean you had El Faccion Ingobernables there. Ready to make a fucking move in 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 AEW, and you fucked it up. Says a lot too, you know. Mm-hmm. But you can still now, since you got uh, who's the dude that that with the mask that fucks with them now? They've got a guy with a mask, and I'm trying to think who it is. It's not. Um... Is it Bandito? It might be Bandito. It might be. So, you know what I mean? And what's funny is that that Dragon Lee is Dragon Lee that's fucking Roosh's brother, right? Yeah. yeah. It's funny that that's the case, but they still, but they have a good foundation since, you know, it would have been better if they had kept fucking uh, Andrade. Elito. Yeah, right? You know what I mean? Like, that shit would have been fucking fierce, you know what I'm saying? But he's moving on, so you got to move on to and you moved on with the mask dude and, and you picked a good white boy to, to, to rock with you too, they could really do something and make that, that faction something too if they just give it the time to build. And, you know, they have a trio. This is why I feel like, you know, you know people feel a certain way about that shit, but I feel like the, the fact that there's more championships gives more people more opportunities to go after those championships and, you know, build storylines going after those championships. Though, you shouldn't need them. But if you got to use them, fucking use them. You know what I mean? And and, and I've always been a big fan of the claim. And again, I've read nothing that's been an injury or anything like that. They don't defend the fucking belts. Hardly at all. And now they're going to be in a storyline with the ROH champions. Well, we'll talk about that. Uh, but I, I just, they don't defend them. I love them. They don't defend the belt. So, I mean, gosh, how many great trios matches, whether it was uh, House of Black that had them for a while, and you could pick your own rules. The best of, uh, what was the best of five? Uh, Death Triangle and the boys. I mean, yeah, but no, I mean, and, and you could build up fucking people, you know, so they don't necessarily have to defend them. Romero, once, well, uh, once his name is held, but now you're building, now you, you, you're building up contenders and everything like that. So if you have a whole, you can have a whole, you can fill a whole card full of great matches, none of which are for a belt, is just the, the opportunity or the number one contendership for titles, and still fucking use a lot of your great talent and everybody comes out the better for it. Yeah. 
Plus, with all the fucking factions you have, you can use so many people in those trios, and you've got the ROH to 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 go for, and the uh, uh, the AW one. So I mean, ding, ding, ding. there you go. So, all right. Was this the last match, babe? Of this show, yes. yes. Yes, I know. That's what I'm saying. Let's move on to uh, Raw. Well, I have a lot to I'm say. Rambling. Well, I know you do. I was there live. All right, so let's get to Raw. Raw is war. However you want to do it. Um, it. We're going to start off the show as... Um, well, as they've started off the show many, many, many times since this gentleman's been back, Double J's favorite. What do you want to talk about? Cody starts a show. Then uh, Drew McIntyre interrupts. I guess, I don't know. I, I don't get what they're doing with Drew right now, and we'll talk more about it later. But basically kind of accuses Cody of not being the real Cody, kissing babies, shaking hands, and all that. That's not Cody. Uh, Cody defends himself and says, no, that, that's me. You don't know me now. You may know me back then, but you don't know me now. They both are saying they're going to win the Royal Rumble. Seth even says, well, you're going to complete your story, but I'm going to complete mine first. I'm going to win the Rumble with the title. And then uh, he brings up the fact that the last match that Cody had in WWE was against Drew McIntyre, which maybe Drew shouldn't have brought up. Because uh, evidently Drew lost because uh, as Cody's leaving, he goes, just don't, just don't forget who won that final match. And he walks off. Drew looks irritated, perplexed, and looks like a dumbass. Um, Rock, you want to talk about it? I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, what I like about this, right? And, and I like it and I don't like it because... In this age of the internet shit, that we 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 have information at the at, at the you know at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. For for them to go a different way and fucking confuse you and put you in a position where you don't know what they're gonna do is few and far between nowadays, right? So when it's super short. It's fucking oh shit. So with this, and 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 I feel like one of the wrestle talk cats had 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 brought it up. That's how I got it in my head. So I got to give credit where credit is due. But um, they're doing a great job of giving us several different scenarios now on how this fucking Royal Rumble could fucking go. You know what I mean? Like whereas. In a lot of cases, we were like, we, we were for sure. Like, last year, we knew Cody was going to fucking win that motherfucker. So, it wasn't it wasn't like, but now, it's like, yo, bro, I have no idea who's going to fuck it, because it could, it could totally be CM Punk. It could totally be Cody fucking Rhodes. But then it could be the fucking Rock or fucking um, Drew McIntyre. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, there's enough different ways that they could go to make you say, but I, you know, to be honest, I don't really know who's gonna fucking win that, and I think that is the point of what they're doing with Drew, with fucking Seth. You know what I mean? It's you know, 
is to give us that sense of, bro, really, anything could fucking happen in this motherfucker, and, and it, it's working. Well, we're going to talk a lot about it next week. That's going to be a very interesting uh, prediction show, I'll tell you that much. JJ, what would you think of your, uh, your favorite Cody? I was fine with the Cody part of it, ironically. Um, it, it was the, the Drew part that I was kind of like, yeah, you, he just literally gives me the icks, totally gives me the icks. Whatever they're doing does not work for me. Um, he, you know, and I'm surprised I would have gone with the whole Cody telling him, oh, poor baby, you know. Because that's exactly what he's doing. It's, oh, everybody's against me. The world's against me. I would have gone harder on that. He kind of, like, touched it, but he didn't. I would have straight up told him, you're a fucking crybaby. You're a little bitch. Oh, goddamn. I told you it's going to be an angry show, man. Well, you know. I didn't see this happening. All right. So let's get to actual wrestling. I'm going to clump up the uh, Judgment Day in one segment uh, as far as our truth. So we'll get there. DIY faces two of the Judgment Day. Uh, we've got J.B. McDonough. We've got Mr. Mullet himself, Dirty Dom. This match is not fucking bad. And I'm going to give a lot of credit to Mr. Dominic. He, this is one of the best matches I've still seen. Missing, I'm sorry, still missing Nick Mysterio. Who? Dominic? No, I'm Nick Mysterio. Who's Nick Mysterio? <laughs> you haven't been paying attention to this thing in fucking truth? Oh. Oh, okay. Because his name is Dominic, which sounds like Dom and Nick Mysterio. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Dude, he is if, I haven't seen this thing in Nick Mysterio. I've been looking for him and all this shit, bro. That shit has had me fucking die laughing. With I tell shit. you what, our truth is the fucking best. And man, does he look great in the ring still, considering how old he is. We're he do need to he, like, a haircut too, man. You know what I mean? Like, you held on to them fucking braids, my nigga, as long as you fucking possibly could. But the, we can see the fucking gap between the handline beat. It's time to let the motherfuckers go. Yeah. But going back to what you were saying, my love, it, it was... I you you're right. Dominic really did a great job on this match. Now again, he's facing two guys that can make us look average, and we suck. Okay, so but still, he looked good. This match was good. DIY does take the W. Brock. No, and think about all the great experience this nigga's getting. You know what I'm saying? Who he's gotten the fucking opportunity to be in the ring with? You know what I mean? He's been. You know what I mean? Like, un, unknowingly, when they did it, he he latched his fucking shit to the fucking, the, the second coolest group in, in, in WWE right now. You know what I mean? And he's roast to the occasion, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like, he's really done a great job. And when you think about sons of wrestlers trying to be wrestlers, that doesn't that's actually that's like it's the exception. It's not the norm. Look at Arn's kid, Brock. That what? Ar- Arn Anderson's kid. Arn oh kid. yeah. Nah. You know, the, Jerry Lawler's just, kid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, you know, it, it doesn't mean you're going to be great. 
You know, Barry Windham was fantastic. Kendall, not so much. So you're right. This is, I mean, he, he's getting such good experience. Now, JJ, what do you think of the match? It was good. I, I actually really enjoyed the match. Really enjoyed it. It was it was w- very well done. Fucking McDonough. You know what? We got to give McDonough his props, too, because that oh, kid. Fly with that motherfucker out. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I can't wait to see him have his moment. Uh, but what he's doing right now, he's really, and it's something that Cody said that now he uh, embraces the moment and he's grateful for the opportunities and things like that. You could tell that McDonough is definitely one of those people. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's a selling machine right now because I don't recall the last time he won a fucking match. All right, so we're going to talk about um, Mr. Truth, who is um, just, just the funniest motherfucker on the planet. So Damian Priest, he, uh, he is scrolling, strolling through the hallways, finds uh, Mr. Truth, and uh, our truth is selling boot, bootleg Judgment Day uh, T-shirts and merch. And he, she scolded him for it. Hey, man, you got to stop selling this, you know. And then all of a sudden... Uh, R-Truth comes out and, and hands him a wad of cash. And Priest is like, what's this? And he goes, that's your cut. What? He goes, that's just your cut. <laughs> and he tells him, well, in that case, you go home, You go ahead and keep selling. And by the way, in the match tonight, which is going to be the uh, Awesome Truth versus Judgment Day uh, with Finn and, and Priest, he goes, don't tag in. And our truth goes like the, the most obvious wink, wink, like, oh, yeah, right. Don't tag in. Right. So then a little later in the program, he, uh, they go uh, Judgment Day. We get into their little hideaway or whatever. Clubhouse. And, uh, club, oh, yeah. That's right. And uh, so they're talking about uh, how they should go after our uh, truth. Priest, why aren't you on board? Priest shows them the, the lot of cash. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And like Finn's like, hey, and he goes, Oh, this is just my cut. He's selling the merch. And you know, and they're like, Oh, really? And he goes, Oh yeah, you you guys will get your cut. He says he'll get you the cut. And then McDonough's like, Hey, what about my cut? And he goes, He looks at the shirt that he has and it doesn't have McDonough's name on it. He goes, I don't know about that. So that was real that was really funny. Um, so total entertaining uh, entertainment uh, value. Now I have seen online where people are like, well. You know, you, you're you're making this dominant group a comedic group, and I, I kind of don't think so. I think it just it's just like what Sammy kind of did to the Judgment Day, not in the same text. That that storyline was way better, but I'm just saying in general, there's nothing wrong with having a little comedic. Uh, you saying uh, with the bloodline? The bloodline. That's what he meant. What I say? Judgment Day. You said uh, my apologies, guys. I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's. It's different, but yes, they both have the feet. And I'll tell you what, they both, Damian Priest could not keep a straight face around this guy. And I, I love that. And I great. think that the, he finds it funny is what makes it really funny to me. You know what I mean? Like the fact that he's like, yo, this is kind of bugged up. I fuck with it. I love it. You know what I mean? And our truth is, is you know what I mean? He's. Bro, like, when you know about what you know about him, you know what I mean? Like, for one, it was, you know, I mean, whatever, whatever, this nigga was 
one of the NWA World's Heavyweight Champions. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Which is yeah. about the line that came from fucking uh, Luthez all the way to fucking Ric Flair and Harley Race and and Dusty Rhodes and shit. So he he could say that he was that. You know what I mean? But the best shit about him is is the funny shit that he's been allowed to do here in WWE. And it, it's never lessened him as 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 somebody, you know what I mean? Like you never looked at him like a sucker for, for doing it. Like it was always something great. Even Vince McMahon loves fucking R Truth. You know what I mean? And Brock it's been Lesnar said in an interview he he loved he loved any kind of program he could get with Truth. No, and he's, he's the first him. nigga that I can think of that legit broke and, and, and like he broke uh, Brock Lesnar in the ring to where he didn't even try to hide it. He was just legit laughing his ass off based off of some shit that he had said. Oh, the Paul Heyman one? Uh, Paul Heyman was great. Yeah. I'm going to throw you over the ropes, Me. Paul Heyman. And, and Brock lost it right there. He fucking just lost like, it. Yeah, he just, I don't give a fuck, but this shit is funny as fuck. I'm laughing. Brock didn't give a shit. And you yeah. see so many people. When they, where, where he's done shit up to people and, and he's broken them like with with, with just to the fucking uh, shit and you know he's having Roman, a good, Roman can't keep dude, a fucking Roman can't face keep his shit straight with him yes uh, we went down the YouTube rabbit hole uh, JJ and I one one afternoon evening uh, he's gold and I, I'm so glad he's healthy he stayed in great shape he can still do shit in the ring. God bless our truth. But that's just it. It's not just, you know, he's funny. Is that when he give, he's given the chance to be in the ring, he's amazing. He's amazing. You know, you consider his age, obviously at that age, the, the things that their bodies have been through, and he's still amazing in the ring. You know, and you've never, in thinking about it, I've never heard of any kind of big story Oh. Our truth broke this thing and has been was gonna have to be out for a fucking you know what I mean if Until if he was out he was just right like I'm just I got shit to do or I just want to do something else or I'm just chilling like he's had that luxury as a fucking wrestler as well to have never really like super injured himself that I've heard of you know what I mean like and just recently that's it he with wrestlers uh, no because they're hitting it a thousand times over but. You know he's 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 been able to keep himself legitimately healthy, yeah. and you know, with RVD. and still be in the fucking like the the conversation of just oh shit we're talking let's talk about our truth. Like who would have thought when he first came into WWE that this nigga would still be around and still be something that we well it's just you know we're just gigging on fucking our truth. I think about you know the the and I can think of because they have show that, that called the fucking uh, was it three at a table or the three tables yeah oh you know what I mean it's, three to yeah and I remember it was one with, it was one with him and it was Carmella and it was um. Man, this chick that just showed up in in uh, in TNA too. Dana, Dana, Brooke, 
And they were both just either their experiences with this nigga and their gimmick and it blowing up, you know what I mean? Because when he was with uh, um, Carmella, that shit where he would fucking dance break, that shit blew up. And then he fucked with... so many people cracked. And then he fucking Dana Brooke on the the 24-7 championship shit. And that shit blew up too. Who was uh, who are we watching the other the other night, babe? That it was that he did the dance break with. Oh, it was um, fuck Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he yeah he when Daniel Bryan was going through his heel heel phase. That shit was funny. It was it was fantastic. All right, so let's keep on keeping on. We'll talk more about uh, him very shortly. All right, so we have a. Interesting match. Uh, Piper Niven and that's your cue. Chelsea, Chelsea Green. <laughs> Since they can't say that anymore for whatever fucking reason. No, no, no. And and, and I'm legit gonna do this. And I need you to to get the 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 term books and Bracknuts page on it when I do it. I, I'm gonna fucking start a Twitter campaign about sending it to WWE and saying, yo. Please let this chick say Chelsea Green the right way, because was it? Did, did you ever read uh, the reason why? I read that there was a higher up who didn't like it. And tell that higher up that he could eat shit and die right now because that shit was the fact that she, you know, she should be able and and if she if she's allowed to because I'm sure that, that it was a lot of her own fucking. Thought process of how to introduce these people. Yeah, unless she had a problem with it, then I'd say okay. But if she no, it's just Green or the 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 whatever the fucking name is. Irvin had a problem with it, then you know what I mean. Then and nobody. Samantha Irvin it. didn't. I don't know if Chelsea Green did, but uh, Samantha yeah. Irvin did. If, she, if she did, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty idiot. sure Chelsea Green fucking leaned right into that. Ooh, I love that shit. But unfortunately, you know uh, this is not Chelsea Green's night because she does take a loss. To they finally gave uh, Candace a uh, a win. Candace and Indy take out Piper and Green because more miscommunication between the former champs. I'm very happy about that. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Did it hurt your feelings, JJ? Mm-mm. And it was you know, a good match. It was actually a, pr- a pretty yeah. good match. I thought. And didn't give enough time. Decent time. More yeah. Time. More time. More no, time. and and remember that you know we all have to give Chelsea Green her fucking flowers because not only is the character solid, but in in ring she she can hold her own. You know what yeah. I mean? Like she's fucking slow. I want to I want to see if, they, if she gets a different character. Like I think she's she's a better kind of mean heel because she can work in the ring right now. Right now, I think she's especially when she teams with Piper. I think she's more kind of the cowardice heel. Like no, 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 no. Um, Tag, tag Piper. You do everything, and I'll come in later. So, but she can hang with hang with people in the ring. So I agree. Um, so we have uh we have our Intercontinental Champion back. Uh, congrats again, Gunther, with a beautiful baby. Uh, he comes out um and basically gives. It's so funny how quickly the the thing, the mood changes. People cheer the fuck out of him. I guess he's supposed to be heel, even though he faces. Heels and baby faces. He doesn't give a shit. I don't like it about it. But, uh, you know, he talks about how he was, he was out for a little bit, but he was keeping his eye 
on Raw and actually enjoyed and applauded uh, Ludwig Kaiser's attack onto Kofi, which again, watch the match. It's Kofi's fucking fault. He should have walked the fuck away after his account out, but he didn't. He got his ass beat. But um, here comes Mr. Woods to uh, avenge his uh, New Day brother. Uh, he comes out and uh, does a little promo of his own that leads us into a match that leads to a DQ against Woods, the babyface, because he uses a chair for which Ludwig Kaiser threw at him earlier, and he ducked and didn't get hit, so there was no DQ. But uh, Woods decides to take the chair, and it's like a normal fold-up chair. These are the nice, cushy desk chairs that uh, the announcers have, so that's kind of cool. Uh, but he, he gets the uh, DQ, so officially... Kaiser gets the win, but uh, as he tries to beat down Woods, is not capable of doing so. Um, Brock, what do you think of the match? Um, I, I, I like it. I like almost everything about it except for Woods is kind of, you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted him to be more serious with, you know what I'm saying? Fuck the, the, the trombone. This, is, this was a serious thing. He came out, one of the kids says, you should, you should love this one. This but he right came out, but he still, he came out with the fucking stupid trombone still in his hand, if I'm he not did? mistaken. No. no. Maybe no. he didn't. Maybe, but well, maybe he's he just, mic and that was it. outfit. Maybe just didn't scream seriousness to me. His hair. I think it what it is. And I said, I think I said that it's his hair. Can your hair say serious? Crazy. It it does take away a little bit of his. Uh, in my opinion, the edge. It's amazing how hair could be has been such a big part of our conversation tonight. No, it's a, but it's about a presentation. You know what I mean? And and the dude coming up as a you know somebody, it has it's all about presentation in WWE. Think about you know, and I remember seeing a fucking uh, a meme about Ultimate Warrior where you know, see so you just see him with his arms up and he says, "I'm dressed like a girl's bike." And if you thought about it, yeah, he is dressed like a girl's bike. But everything about his presentation was right for that time frame in wrestling. So he succeeded. So it's the same story. This is why Carmelo Hayes is such a fucking because everything about his presentation is right. Yes, uh, yeah, that's super. I agree. JJ, did you like it? I, I actually, I enjoyed it. I liked seeing. I think we talked about it that night too. I said I like seeing a. A serious woods, a you know, down and dirty. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna fuck you up. You fucked up the wrong person, or you fucked with the wrong person, you know. But that being said, also uh, that same same token, uh, a more serious Kaiser, a more vicious Kaiser, a more yeah. Uh, I'm taking you to fuck out. You know what I'm saying? You took yeah. my boy's head. I'm taking your head. That that would, those were his exact words. When he fucked up Kofi last week, you know what I mean? It was you know you took my boy's head, I'm taking your head. Yeah, they've taken they've taken a negative and pushed into a positive. Yeah, you know, well, and with it's a, going down. They yeah, have, and know, we were worried about down. them breaking up the uh, exactly, exactly. This almost 
solidifies they, them again. If, if they stay together because of this, then it was all worth it. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely, like I said, I mostly enjoyed seeing Woods, uh, be Tough. a badass. Yeah. Mm. Well. It doesn't help him much because uh, right after the match, or shortly after the match, he's attempting to be interviewed in the back. Uh, for then, Kaiser decides he's going to whoop his ass during the interview. So I, I did like that. Jay Uso does come in for the save. I want to say Kaiser and Uso faced each other two two to three weeks ago, and Kaiser took took the L. But um, but but again, I I, uh, I think the match was good. I think the ending was good, and and keep it going. Just. You know, don't even when Vinci's back, I would like to see this kind of Kaiser and even that kind of Vinci. Vinci's fantastically talented. I really like what he does in the ring. They just don't let him. All right. So, uh, and I think it works if if what they're saying is true that the build is for um, Uso to take the the belt off of him. It helps to build to that story slowly. But clearly and defined, you know. It's true. So what? What is not clear is uh, Oops, is what? Yeah, that's one of the that's the word that's the word on the street. That's that, that was my uh, breaking news. Max was JJ's breaking news. Uh, so so Kazawa continues his Death Wish tour. Um, he decides that uh, he. He wants to face Ivar. So we're back here, seven thirty podcast. Where were we? Hold on, because Nothing but I feel you. like I was just talking before we fucking lost it on this one. No, I was mentioning because I was death wish by facing Ivar. What? Yeah, dude, that was the last thing that I said before I got bumped. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Was what? Ibar and Tazawa. We we had finished up talking about Woods and Kaiser, and we're going to the next actual match. Ludwig Kaiser. But see, and that's just it because she still says it like his name. All right. And even Imperium, she says it right. Yeah, I'm just kidding. All right. Anyway. I thought it was a really good match, though. I thought, you know, Tazawa got to show out a little bit. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. Time. I just remember what the fuck what what happened was. Y'all niggas had said something to the effect that it it was the the thought process is that nigga Jay Uso is dethroning. There is some uh, sites out there. And I said, Hold up, wait a minute. I haven't heard this. Let's talk about mm-hmm. that. Basically, there, there are... Uh, it was... Uh, what we heard it from was Simon Miller. Was it Simon Miller? No, it wasn't. It was no, Wrestling Rambles, so maybe? It, I don't know. It yeah, Wrestling Rambles. Excuse me. One of them. Excuse me. And I thought it was a... Was it a sap? Yeah, I, I think Sean Ross Sapp said it. I, I I believe. Don't sue me. I ain't got no damn money. But I believe that they were using a story that uh, that Sapp had that uh, they could be building toward a match of 
Gunther and uh, Jay. But but in saying that, there's been more stories about Gunther versus Brock. Brock Lesnar, yeah, that's the one that I've heard. So, but again, I'll go with what I said last week. I'll believe when I see it. So that's that's the interesting part of what y'all said to me is that. Also, taking the Intercontinental Championship, it, it does a whole lot more than than just letting Brock and, and him go at it. You know what I mean? So I would I would feel like I wouldn't mind seeing that match though, Brock and Gunther. Yes, but but that's what I'm saying. But but it, it, the Brock and Gunther does not need a belt in between. No. You know what I mean? So. No. He could easily still and then fucking still have a fucking amazing match with Brock at WrestleMania and it'd be a big fucking deal. Yeah. No, I, I think you're 100% correct on that one. So uh, that's why I, I got to <laughs> on that one. And maybe the <laughs> app sensing my said, hold up, wait a minute, let's 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 take a second. Yeah, let's give let's give him a breather. All but, right, so, so uh, and so Tazawa what was Tazawa and Ivar? So yes, JJ, can, you didn't finish. No, I said I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great to see them give. I mean, obviously, it's going to be Ivar winning. Uh, but Oof. you know, which was what you would think it would be. But he got to show out a little bit, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And what I was saying for the first cutoff is the announcers were kind of even like, hey, David Goliath, slingshot, da 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 more so than they normally would, and, and bumping somebody up. And, and not only him winning, but the, now <laughs> you're starting some other things because afterwards they get attacked by Ivar and uh, what's her name? Valhalla. Valhalla, whatever. Which now is going to bring us to a Valhalla, uh, what's her name match? Ivy? Ivy Nile. Uh, and and like, like you said, it also is going to bring up, um, I think they've already said it, uh, it's going to be um, Ivar versus um, uh, the head of the uh, Alpha. Gable. Gable for next week. So, no, JJ, you brought up a great point. Now, now it brings up a whole bunch of things, and, and let's keep these people on television. Right. Uh, Brock, you were saying what now? I was saying what now about what? Now? About the match. About um, this nigga versus uh, Ibar? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was actually below that, that he had won. That was pretty much... I guess I should give him like flowers like I did when Gable was going through that losing streak and finally fucking won, right? It's like, hey, he won a fucking match. But that's the shit, you know what I'm saying? We've once again we've talked about this this concept in wrestling a few times because when the LWO first approached, you know, the scenes, we was like, Oh man, they're losing and then we, we had uh thought of it, well, you know, maybe that's the process, you know what I'm saying? They gotta lose to you know what I mean, they got something for him to, 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 to bite into and then that's what takes him to the next level. So maybe that's the case with this, you know? 
Well, you kind of, I think we were, as we were discussing the um, rumors about who's going to take Gunther, you said it yourself. You don't need a belt, per se, for a Gunther uh, Brock match to be interesting. So, Not if almost, if he, let's say he, hypothetically he drops to Jay prior to WrestleMania, you get him against uh, the Beast. Which is dope, him, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never even uh, – I didn't even think Jay Intercontinental Champion, but now that you say it, I want that more than anything. Yeah, no, it, from what I had seen, it was going to be Jay and, and Gunther at the Royal Rumble and then uh, Brock and Gunther at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. We're too soon. Uh, I'm going to – the the Rumble part, they should have – already started that ball rolling. Now, what they could do, what if, what if it's Jay that eliminates Gunther in the Rumble, and then that starts that ball rolling. I remember you got fucking, you still got, uh, what is it, Payback or the Elimination Chamber? One of them, two. Elimination Chamber is in, yes, that's the next one in Australia. WrestleMania comes, so you still have things that they could build there. So they have they have time and 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 opportunity to to build whatever the fuck they really want to going forward. But like yeah, like I had not heard not even the slightest rumor that that Jay might fucking dethrone him. And now thinking about it, I was oh, this, I want more yeah. than anything. Yeah. So Rumble's the twenty seventh, as we know, next Saturday. The next one is Elimination Chamber. That's the one in Australia that um, JJ did. That, did we read somewhere it's going to be like six in the morning? I believe so. Yes, here, Eastern Standard Time in the old US of A. Then after that, that is on February twenty fourth, and then there's nothing for the main roster. We got some NXT ones. There's nothing between February twenty fourth and April sixth and seventh. So that gives you're right. That gives you plenty of time. That really does. Uh, but you know what? We shall see. Um, so we're also, uh, th- this is just a side note here. So after this match, they go through the whole fucking Cody and Drew opening fucking promo. I don't need to fucking see it again. One thing to show me something that happened on Friday Night Smackdown. Maybe I that show. But assume that I'm a fucking fan I watched from the fucking beginning. I don't, what are you going to do? Are you going to replay the fucking uh, DIY uh, match from, from earlier? It's like, no, stop that bullshit. They do it all the time and it sucks. No. What does you it just didn't think that they just, they, I mean, with that, you know, like you have to recap a little bit because there's going to be some people who. Fuck them. You know what I mean? There's going to be some cats that didn't make it during the first hour, then the second. But it's the point in, in, in that is, and I agree with you to a certain extent, Scuba Steve, or to a major extent, really. But I understand why they do it too. It's just about, look, we can't, we can't spend as much time as we do doing this shit as we do. You know what I mean? Like, it don't take. That's why we're here. We don't have to. For one, we will will recap it to you once, and that's the fucking last time we're gonna fucking recap it for you. And that's it. You know what I mean? And I don't gotta do it like twice or three times during the fucking same program. That ain't, 
Yeah, no, they don't need to do it consistently like that. SmackDown does it too when they do the uh, flow re the flow replay or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, but but I agree. But we're gonna get some some uh, some fun here. Uh, we've got Rhea decides that fuck everybody, fuck Mary Jax, fuck everybody. I'm gonna come out and put everybody on notice that this is my woman's division. Before she can even get uh, really rolling, though, she is interrupted by the man that comes out. And uh, this is an interesting promo because the man basically, in a nutshell, says, well, I don't know if I can beat you. I don't know if I'm better than you, but I've got to prove I can. So they're setting up a match between the two ladies. And, of course, uh, Becky mentions the World Rumble. So Rhea ends the promo by saying there is no one else besides that wants you to win the Royal Rumble more than I do. And then says, see you at WrestleMania and walks. So I like the promo. I like the setup. The interesting part is Becky just got beat by Nia Jax last week clean. So a little bit confused there, but that might work its way out prior to April 6th. I'm assuming that that's a... just, I gotta prove that I'm worthy of getting this match, so I gotta get through that hurdle that I just fucking had and blah blah blah. But I fucks with it, man. Like there was That's no a worthy WrestleMania match, in my opinion. In my yeah, opinion, anyway. and if and if they continue to build it on this level, you know what I mean. I fucks with it. JJ, do you fucks with it? You know, at first, I was kind of like, oh, God, fucking Becky, shut up. But it's her over-dramatization that I don't care for sometimes. But I actually really enjoyed it. I really did. And I enjoyed seeing Rhea come out and, and actually be a champion. And I enjoyed her looking forward to fighting Becky, you know? Giving Becky that respect that she deserves. Didn't she kind of start something last week in a promo against uh, Nia Jax? You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think she needs to eliminate the Nia Jax issue, which I don't think would be an issue either one of them. Whether it's Becky eliminating her, when I say eliminating, as far as beating her in a match or readjusting at some point. And that's the thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of fucking mileage between now and fucking WrestleMania, so. Yeah. They got plenty of time. Get rid of Nia Jax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of times to fucking um. What's the word that I'm fucking thinking of? Uh, tie up loose ends. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. That that's how that's. We got till April sixth. No, no, and no offense to the Royal Rumble coming up, and no offense to the first uh, the, the Elimination Chamber in Australia, and fuck you, six a.m. Uh, but they might, uh, you know what? But I, th- I honestly think that they would do the Naya and and Rhea thing for chamber for the elimination chamber, right? Because it's in yeah. Rhea's hometown, you know. That would work, and just oh, maybe even have Naya right. take her out a couple I mean, times, huh? They could even do a triple threat, her, her Becky and Naya, and then no, it just they just up- did a five way with her, man. No. Uh, let a single wrestler. She hurt like. But that's what it's leading. But that's what I'm saying. That leads to the fucking single match between her and Becky at fucking WrestleMania. 
maybe she beats Nia and keeps her title, and Becky goes, well, you never beat me. We've never seen that before. So, I don't know. Don't fuck it up, WWE. I'm looking forward to this shit. Um, I was looking forward to this match most of the evening. It's the awesome truth, and, and just the name alone is fantastic. The Miz and our truth. I don't. I am so surprised and so impressed of the booking of the Miz over the last three months or so because now he is over like Rover as a fucking babyface. And I, what the fuck? So they've done a fantastic job. They being the booking committee or person. They're going against the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions of the World, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Now, again, again, we had the wink, wink, nudge, nudge that uh, Truth should not tag in. We start the match, though, with some uh, money issues as the Truth is trying to give the cuts to Dominic and to Finn. The money flies all over the place, so he's picking it up. And he, he gives Finn the money. And, and the odd thing is Finn looks at him kind of stupidly like, what's this? And he goes, no. Damien kind of hits him and goes, that's your cut. You go, oh, okay, even though he was already told he was going to get a cut. He also then gives the rest of the money to, to uh, Dominic. J.D. McDonough pops up and he's like, well, where's, where, where's my cut? He's like, you're not even in the Judgment Day. Fucking, this poor guy. He almost reminds me of, right now of Charlie Brown. And he keeps trying to kick that ball and Kai Patty keeps pulling it away from him. What's funny he, about the, the, what's funny about the comparison is just because of how big Charlie Brown's head is and fucking you caught that? AD and his fucking head is also I was hoping one of you two would catch it no he would because he loves his Charlie Brown Christmas fuck yeah dude anyway so but the funny thing is uh, the wink wink nuts nuts didn't last long because uh, Archer started the fucking match so if you took the instruction don't tag it's like I'm already in do I not tag out but uh, Finn has no problem going after R-Truth aggressively. It's, it's Damien that tags back out because he doesn't want to go after R-Truth. Because whether he called a soft spot or he gave him some money too, but he already had a soft spot. So the match itself was okay. Uh, but it was, it was all the community. Every time that uh, R-Truth would get the upper hand on Finn, he kept saying he was sorry. You had Miz on the on the outside going, why are you saying you're fucking sorry? Like, get him. And it finally gets to a point uh, in the match. Miz does get in a, a little bit, too, uh, where R-Truth actually has Finn hurt uh, and possibly a pin. And uh, Damien says no. He does his finisher on, on R-Truth. And... Uh, Ballard does his finisher and ends the match. But, uh, again, the match itself I, was okay. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. It was all right. But it was more of the storyline outside that's more important, in my opinion. So, I think it was okay. JJ, you think it was okay? Yeah. No, it was very entertaining. It, it was entertaining, and it was a good match in and of itself. I mean, it wasn't bad. No. Um, you know, going back to what you said about Miz, it, it's you know, he deserves it. He he's earned his fucking stripes. He's earned and I've said it before, I hate the Miz. I really I just can't I don't hate him. I can't stand Ladies, his face. ladies and gentlemen, all three of you. She she's not kidding. She, she I cannot someone. there are certain people that I just despise. He is one of them. But I respect the fuck out of him and I think that he is such a great fucking asset in the ring 
And to me, he's one of those guys that you've got to go through in your mission to get to the top, you know? It's just a rite of passage. You've got to go through Miz. Brock, you know what? Or what? No. Talk to you. Hey, Miz, I, he gave my respect a long time ago, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like, I know what this poor cat has gone through. And then if just if you just said his story to somebody, right? Like, this is cat that he started out on an MTV reality show, which even, when, even way back when, everybody knew that that shit was super dope fake. But he started out in there, and then he paid his fucking. He he went on to a WWE reality show and lost, but then still got a contract for the fucking company. And over the la- the next what twenty years, he's gone as low, low, low as you can get, and as high, high, high as you can get. And he just fucking puts in the fucking work. He's shown that he's dedicated to the sport. It wasn't a fucking publicity stunt for this man. He literally loves being a WWE superstar and continuously does it at a high level. Like, the Miz is... is, is, is uh... He's underrated, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And underrated and and the reason why you hate him is that he does his fucking job well because Mm -hmm. he's meant for you to hate him. Right. I used to religiously watch The Real World. That's the show he was on. And I'll never forget The the Miz was his his own persona when when he felt pressure. What's no, no, I'm agreeing. You know, and it's funny. I felt pressure and thing. He went instead of firing off, he would go. He would literally would almost change, and he would cut promos on these bitches as the Miz. I never put two and two together until I hate to say it very recently that that same Miz is the one because you know when the Real World came out, it was you know my prime teenage years. In the first, the first season was in New York, I believe. Right, exactly. And that just no, but it. that wasn't the season that he was in. He, no, he no, was the first season was in New York. He was in the second. He was in uh, New Orleans or some one of those seasons. Like, he was like in a later season. He was in the second or third. It wasn't that far off. No, 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 no. It was. It was at least five or six. Alexa, what season was the Miz in the Real World? There aren't any the Real World. The TV show, TV episodes with key events of the maze. Babe, can you look it up? It was season ten. Really? I'm use it was this season ten. But hold on, shit. no, no, no. It was. It was actually in New York. It was the original season. season. I thought it was York. the original. season. No, no, no. no, no but no, that's no, no, not. No. That's season, season ten. They went back to New York. Went back to New York. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't explain that well. I'm sorry. Because remember, the, the first season of that shit was with Heather B and that nigga fucking... They had a uh, skater, Puck. No, 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 no. That was San Francisco. That was like the third season. Season what one was in New York, right? And it was... The, the, it was white girl, Becky, or whatever? No, that's season two. That's Beth. Beth. And you that's know? the one that we call, we call Saren. You know what I mean? It was oh, Beth. Becky was in season one. 
Andre, Heather, Garner, Heather Carmen, B, Eric, and Kevin Powell. Kevin Powell, who became like a a, a very uh, notable hip hop writer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mark or or what are those? What are the white boys? He fucking like hosted like MTV like the 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 Spring Break shits. And then Heather B was Heather B. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, let's. Keep and then season two. Oh, okay, yes, definitely. Well, but uh, yeah, but the Miz. We talking about the Miz. Yeah, but no, no. But we the Miz was the yeah. Let's get back to the Miz and forget about the real world. That we're not talking about the real world. Yeah, no, and then so, and the poor kid has paid his due. You know what I'm saying, Dave? He's been shit on in the locker room as you as as much as you could be shit on in the locker room. Yeah, the change in the bathrooms. And he gained, but he's gained everybody's respect back there, and that's what matters. You know what I'm saying? The fact that he gained his peers' respect. Is what makes it easy for me as a fan to respect them too. Mm-hmm. Well, when 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 it's the Undertaker that grants you access to the boys uh, to the actual locker room, that's respect. No, and, I, and and to be if I'm being fucking honest, like, I'm sure that there's a lot of fucking stupid ass bullshit that niggas fucking did back then. <laughs> Because they thought that shit was funny or it was it meant something, but that was really fucking stupid at the end of the day. That made it, but at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Like when you're in a situation like that, gaining the the respect of your peers is paramount. And if he did that, then and obviously he did. So everybody needs to give him a lot more fucking respect than they do. Agreed. That being said. Uh, this was, you know, your run of a mill match, and uh, the the R Truth funniness is okay. I I like it. it I, I'm I'm actually in, intrigued on how they're gonna end it. Like, you know, does it? Are they actually gonna have an official match between McDonough and him, well, which is the match <laughs> that got him booted? You know, and the thing uh, too is you gotta see. They're definitely working that um, he's gonna leave the uh, that uh, oh my god, Damien's gonna leave judgment the, day. the judgment day. So, I mean, it could be something where they put him and truth together, you know, they'll so he has to leave defending truth. I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of different you know scenarios that we can apply to the judgment day. The questions. First off is, this nigga has the money in the bank shit. You know what I mean? Like, when the fuck is he going to try to cash it in? Is, is, is he going to be successful? Because, like, this is air about his fucking reign as fucking the holder of this that says, it don't matter who he goes after, he's not going to get it. Well, that's only happened twice. Uh, it was, of course, Theory... I don't think the cash in maybe twice that he didn't fucking get it. Well, well, the lone wolf uh, was the first cash in that didn't get it. No, nah, uh, Edge was the first cash in and he got it. That didn't no, get no, it. They didn't. Cena was the first that didn't get it. Yes, that's what he said. No, not Cena. It was. Um, I didn't say Cena. Oh, I thought you said Cena was the first that didn't get it. 
No, I said it was the lone wolf guy. Um, that's oh, King yeah, yeah, yeah. Baron yeah. Corbin. Baron Corbin. No, Cena was, I want to say, was definitely the first nigga that, that cashed in unsuccessfully. Anyway, um, but think about it. If it's, I don't know, there's so much, so many what ifs. We saw something saying that if um, Seth is severely injured, that he's going to be out, they're going to relegate the belt to Damian Priest. Which would be whack. You know what I I'm saying? Only because it, it, it not, you got to do what you got to do. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it just doesn't do anything for Damien. You know what I mean? Yeah, which he doesn't deserve that because Damien is really. Cute. Exactly, because they're going to pop it off, you know what I mean? As quickly as possible. Could be a transitional possible. champ. Could be right. a transitional yeah. champ. And let's hope that, you know what I mean? Just because with the way the storylines are, are headed towards WrestleMania. Like I, I would way rather see Seth Rollins versus CM Punk than a whole yeah, lot of fucking matches fucking that they could have been. I mean, what what are you gonna do? But let's hope no, that no, there's. I agree with you. That that's tickets, man. That's I, I want to see that. That no, fuck ticket. I, mean, I don't give a fuck about. I just want to see that. You know what I mean? Like because I know what that that at the end of the day the two of them are going to be as professional as professionals can be yeah which means that they're going to do a fucking great ass show cuz look what he's done with Co- what what Seth has done with Cody and he's public about Cody back in the day so no i i but i don't feel like that was as even close as as much heat well, as these Matt niggas Riddle. got oh him and Riddle were though i feel like no nah, i feel like that was fake too man you know what i mean and be, and the reason why I feel like that is because they never really let it go. Yeah, but they also know their job. They know, mm-hmm. you know, the what the they can do. You know what I mean? It was uh, a, I'm saying the company could have let it. Because if you was going to let Matt Hardy and, and Edge go, then any of those things could have gone. Okay, but you got to... Well, no, I was going to say they've gotten a lot more um, reckless movement-wise, but no, not really. Now compared to fucking Edge and, and, and Hardy were the ones that started that shit. Oh, so, yeah. Jesus, I that mean, was nasty. But, I mean, it, it's still a liability. You don't want to ha- let somebody completely have at it and, you know, really hurt somebody. Release the hounds. Yeah. So I could understand not letting them go all the way. Let's go all the way. All right, so let's get back on track. <clears throat> Damn you, Miz. This is all the Miz's fault, but congratulations, Miz, all you fucking done, because I loved, I actually loved you uh, on MTV. All right, so um, we have a, just a real quick uh, thing here. We got Basil Starks that ends up beating uh, Natalia and uh, Knox. It was by the numbers. It was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. His opponent from St. Petersburg, Florida, 231 pounds, Barry Horowitz. Where were we? Get us back on track. I mean, do you guys even want to talk about the Baszler-Natty match? Mm -mm. No. No, Hold on. I was just immersed in something. What no, was we're done. We, we 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 went thirty minutes talking about the fucking Miz, and then we then I finally got you guys real back in, and we were talking about Baszler and Starks beating Natty and Knox. 
I don't even remember hearing about Natty and Knox and or Baszler. Oh, and shit, y'all two wouldn't shut the fuck up about the fucking Miz. Well, I mean, if that's what we were talking about, son. Oh, I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong, but kiss. But look, so that so I mean, let's leave it at that. Let so from right here, let's say that there was no interest in this fucking match at all. And and if you're gonna fucking do tag team shit, like fucking make it interesting for us, and there's nothing for us to buy to here, man. Are we being hypocrites because you talk about like the ladies and and building the division or whatnot? Yeah, but this was the the wrong move in in. Maybe Baszler and so here's the thing: Baszler and fucking um, Starks is a, is a sloppy combination, only because Ronda just walked out like a fucking douche. So she fucked that whole Baszler shit up. And you try to find and yeah, I mean Starks is the best person on the roster to take her place, but you already know it was a placeholder. You know what I mean? So that you shouldn't even have fucking have tried to put her in a tag team with her. Until later on in their career, then you have okay, and poor Natty and poor Tegan that you're trying to fucking saddle these bitches up with whoever the fuck you can, and it's just not clicking. Um, I just well, Natty and and <laughs> Natty and and Tegan, <coughs> I agree with Shayna and um. Um, Stark, I actually think that they could be a good tag team. Yeah, put them put them against the uh, Kabuki Warriors. They could have been right, but my thing is that it comes so close off the heels of literally Ronda Rousey walking out on her that it, it almost she almost Starks almost seems like a secondary character in that shit. You know what I mean? Like she was a replacement for Ronda Rousey, which Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler was the tag team. And you said, "Oh shit!" When they got together, you was like, "Man, these bitches could fucking rain." Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. So, what was the next match, babe? The main event. You ready, guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we get Jinder Mahal. All right. So they they, they get a hold of Jinder. No, dude. Fuck that. I love his attitude with this one. But yes, poor guy. So Jinder is backstage meditating, whatnot, focusing, getting ready for his match. Gets uh, really interrupted by the, the new, newer, anyway, uh, uh, interviewer lady. And he, I love what he said. Or, you know, what do you think about what's going on? He goes, all I know is right now I am like, uh, what do you say? Uh, I am firing up on Twitter. Basically talking about Tony Khan being a fucking dumbass and and insulting the fact that Jinder Mahal had a title match tonight. So I, I did like the little pokey poke. Jinder, though, he doesn't come out by himself. He comes out with his boys, which is funny. You can't find these two bohemians a fucking tag team match, but you can have them in his corner. In this year? Am I right? In this year? Okay. So you, you can't find in this year a match, but, but they're, they're, they're flanking their boy. So now you're like, holy shit, Seth, it's almost three on one. 
the match was great. And then here comes uh, Mr. Senior Money in the Bank. And uh, Priest comes out, gets a gets in a chair, and just watches the match. I've got to be honest. The match quality was solid. I, gender, I, I I was a little concerned of rust. I don't know how much he wrestles as far as uh, uh, house shows. He's in shape. He looked good. He didn't look gassed. They had a solid match going on. There was always teasing of Indusheer getting involved, but never never really did. At one point, they stuck their nose in, but it really was not a, uh, a factor. But then uh, once uh, – Gender got a very sloppy uh, of his uh, finisher. It's almost like a sleeper slam. I, I, I totally forget about it because I really don't remember his matches that much. Um, Drew, uh, excuse me, Priest gets up and uh, looks like he may want to cash in until Drew McIntyre comes out and, and they fight to the back. It's like, how many fights is Drew going to pick? Last week he picked the fight with CM Punk. Earlier today, as we saw twice, thanks to the replay, he picked a fight basically with Cody Rhodes, but then he fights with Damian Priest. Now, I, see, but that, that, I guess that's the whole part behind him. You know what I'm saying? Like, the niggas saying <laughs> him being mad because they, he, because of all this shit happened to him, but everybody got to point out, nigga, you just making bad decisions. You know what I mean? Like, that's mm-hmm. the reason why you're not fucking accomplishing your goal. Because you're doing stupid shit. That's what I loved about the finish with the Seth-Drew match was, yes, there was an attempted cash-in, but Drew took him out. Drew hit the finisher, but himself pulling the legs up, put the foot in the rope. I thought that was a fantastic finish because that was literally Drew's fucking fault. If you would have just laid flat on him, you probably would have won. But you you really sunk in the, the, the leg and so, yes, you're absolutely great. It's like, what the fuck? So, the match continues, and what was so good about this, the tease, was as that shit's going on outside between Drew and uh, Money in the Bank, uh, Priest, the, the champ is watching this instead of watching Gender. He turns around, Gender hits his finish clean. The ref was also kind of looking at it, but he immediately went down for a one-two, and Seth kicks out the last second. And then immediately hits his finisher, and it's over. The abruptness of the finish was so strange because he was a minute and a half, two minutes earlier, taking a clean finisher from his opponent. So... That I love the match. I like the, the hijinks wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be with Indusheer being out there. Uh, they only got involved one time when Seth did a, I believe it was a pedigree, and Seth it was too close to the ropes. And uh, one of Indusheer grabbed the. The funny thing was he grabbed Gender's foot to put on top of the rope. It slipped. He tried it again. The ref is literally looking right the fuck at him, so he just pulls it under the rope and, and points at it like, look. Again, love the referees. But at the end of the day, champ wins. Now, during this match, there there was uh, there was a I want to say where he was going for a move off the top. Seth was, and he and and uh, gender moved, and he ended up doing a nice little cartwheel gimmick or whatever. It's uh, tough, and he was he kind of was limping. He was selling a knee injury, but 
as JJ kind of mentioned earlier on in the, a little while ago, this may be a legitimate injury. There is absolutely no site out there that's saying 100%. Of course, out there, they're all me- meteorologists. There's 50% chance that they're going to be half right. So that's the Babe, thing here. I can't hear yeah. you. No, now I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, now I can hear you. All right. My, uh, sorry. So, Chant, Chant how, how long have I not been heard? Have you been heard the whole fucking time. I don't know why she didn't hear you. Oh, but... I, okay. I, okay. I, I could hear you talking because you're in the room next to me, but I didn't hear. All right. Gotcha. All right. So, technical aside, Drew takes out uh, Priest. Seth takes out uh, the modern day Maharaja. But again, the question mark is the knee. The match itself was good. I didn't mind the shenanigans outside. I thought it, it's going to build and build and build. I liked it. Brock, did you like it? Uh, yes and no. You know, like, it served its purpose, but at the same time, it was like, blah. You know what I mean? Like, you just, you got one over on us, really. You know what I'm saying? And Tony Khan really built the fucking match for you. Because otherwise, this would have been a fucking, I don't give a shit about it match, but because Tony Khan fucking got his pom-poms in a fucking, in a row, you know what I mean? It was a little bit more exciting than, than what it should have been. But for the most part, like, there's a reason why uh, Jinder Mahal was relegated to fucking managing in this year and not being like more of a physical part of that that scope. You know what I mean? And no offense to him because you know what I mean like my dog like physically gave everything, you know what I mean? And 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 had all the right stuff, but it was just, you know, it was the 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 right nigga with the wrong time. I don't know, you know what I mean? But it just didn't work. It doesn't work. The problem when he wasn't the first time is it was right before, if I'm not mistaken, the very first India show. And the rumors were in the back that I mean that he could say he he became the, the he was a WWE world champion for yeah. long longer than what he should have deserved because of that. But I mean, even that, even the fucking the 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 three man band shit was fucking pretty fucking funny. Yeah, man. that was great. <laughs> I did like the. It's not like you didn't have anything to fucking go off of, but like he was a he was made a fuck much like um, JBL. You know what I mean? He was made a fucking WWE champion by default, and he played his part as good as you could have played. Ooh, I wouldn't compare the two, to be honest with you. I like. It, I, I, I think JBL. Between that shit, because mm. otherwise you wouldn't have given JBL the fucking the, the WWE championship if it didn't serve a purpose. And much like uh, he really, but, but not like that, like that, you know. And, and fucking, and when you want to talk about, it, I mean, look at this man. Look at look at fucking uh, Jinder Mahal and tell me that's not a physical fucking specimen, especially. Oh, he's fucking uh, like I said, he's in prison. You know what I'm saying? Like, not no offense to the Indian culture, but they they they're not known for having tall ass, buff niggas. You know what I mean? Like, so he was a rarity in in that respect too. So that he had a lot going for him, but it, you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't the the physical part of it, 
sometimes the physical part of it is there, but the fucking the entertainment part is not there, or vice versa. And you know, what I mean, he just fell into a into one of these cake holes where they didn't they didn't put the fucking shit into him to to make him better than he was. So <laughs> considering what he did. It's still fucking remarkable. Oh, I'm not down in the guy. Not at all. And by the way, Brock, you are 100% correct based upon what you just stated about the physique. Per Google, in the University of India, didn't know they had one, the average height for males in India is five foot eight. So, yes, he is definitely uh, out of the norm. Good catch on that one. JJ, what'd you think? Uh, it was fine. It, it was good. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. You know, good. Good on you, mate. Good on, good on you, mate. I mean, I don't think anybody thought he was going to win. What? I, I, the only way I saw Seth not leaving with the title was again in the sheer jumping him. Uh, you know, at a point where let's say gender was. You know, down and out, and they came in and, and brutalized him, and then the cash in would happen. That's the only thing. And even then, I, Brock, you bring up a good point. You know, what the fuck is he doing with this briefcase, man? Like, can't cash his shit in. And it's also interesting, he could cash in on, on either champ. He's not even really teased at all. What I would love to do with the Royal Rumble is have him sit around the ring with the briefcase when it's the four-way match with uh, the, the uh, Travel Chief and the boys. That would make me interesting. You know what I mean? But and another thing is that what, what I forget is that, you know, like per the, the bylaws of this shit, you know what I mean? Like once... Hey, one year. Right. But <laughs> when we think about it, we remember it because it was initially a, a, a WrestleMania a match. Mm-hmm. So the, the competitors had until the next year's WrestleMania to cash in. But that's not the case anymore because it's his own pay-per-view. So he has a year from that pay-per-view. So that'll extend him past. Like, literally, he can probably still hold the fucking the briefcase. July, July the 6th. So a little bit past WrestleMania, you know what I mean? Exactly, so yeah. the WrestleMania, the the WrestleMania shit doesn't necessarily have anything to do, or him having the the fucking briefcase doesn't have a uh, necessarily anything to do with what the outcome of the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. But at the same time, it's kind of like yo, it's like you know, well, what women say is, you know, even either shit or get off the pot. You know what I mean? Because what are we doing right here? I just shit. So, well, the first time that actually came out was when uh, Brock had won Money in the Bank. He was doing those funny skits like it was a boombox. And then somebody uh, said, hey, you have a year. And I remember him looking at Paul Heyman on Raw, and he goes, I have a year for this shit? Or he didn't say shit, but this stuff. And he goes, yeah, and he goes, I'll go back home. So he he was off TV for a while in his ranch hunting or whatever. It was it was a funny thing. But anyway, he's got till July sixth to uh, to cast his crap in, or else, um, like you said, shit have got the pot. So let's uh, use those words here. And uh, so that's the end of Raw. Now, JJ, you said you want to talk about it. I think you already said it. 
about the booking? Is there anything else you want to add about Raw? Um, they're going back to their old. I'm doing the same matches over and over again, and I'm sick of that. Uh, which you know, and again, I love seeing um, uh, fuck the Alpha. Well, there were some travel issues. We saw the report where like DIY showed up one hour before the matches, right? So we don't know. Now we we don't know, but. Brock, you'd already mentioned it with the internet. You know, that was the only issue. So, so go ahead. You're you're correct on the booking. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Well, we're gonna end raw. We're, let's get to dynamite. Let's keep on keeping on, baby. Um. All right. I have a little rant, but I'm gonna save this. Go ahead. Get we're- it over with. It. No, no, no. It, it, it's 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 gonna it's gonna tie into the main event actually. But I've already kind of mentioned it twice. We're gonna start off with Christian versus Dustin, Dustin Rhodes. I will all, all I, I did miss the match because somebody wanted ice cream, but I have seen it on YouTube since. I agree with JJ. I come in and I'm like, oh man, I missed that. She goes, it was a fantastic match. This was fucking good. It was back and forth, and and I want to. I was about to say Dustin looks so good for his age. No, fuck that. He looks good. Okay, he's a solid competitor in the ring. Um, Honestly, I think it was the best I've seen of him. He he's good. No, as it was crazy about that shit is that I've seen so many really good ass matches. With Dustin Rose, whether it's been him as Gold Dust, him as himself, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, he is a a, a perfect opponent for everybody. You know what I mean? And yeah, not a lot of people you, could do that. If you want a technical, he'll technical. If you want to sit there and brawl, he can brawl, and he's believable. Brock, and I think that's what you're what you're getting to is like he can take any character, right? Yeah, man, you know what I mean, and and his, you know, it, it's is it was what's crazy about Dustin Rhodes is that it's very similar to what a lot of people have said about Randy Orton, is that you know, these niggas was was born with this shit in their DNA and they're so fucking natural at it. Hunts the day so he was he was called a natural Dustin yep. Rhodes. Poor guy. You know what I mean, like. It, <laughs> It was only his father's fucking the weight of his father's fucking legacy on top of Vince McMahon's like dislike being a psychotic fuck and 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 lacing a nigga with this fucking bullshit ass fucking gimmick that he still managed to get over somehow. Man, hearing his interviews back then, the, oh, what is it? Within the ropes, I think is a great podcast. I think it's called and. And they interviewed him, and he's just like, "Yeah, this this was shit, but I was gonna make it my shit." And he did. And I remember, as you probably do, Brock. I don't think uh, JJ is watching uh, WCW at the time. You remember WCW wanted to be seven? Yeah, he came in with the almost like a, a pale faced. Uh, yeah, because he had white funny. makeup. I was just watching um, today. Was like the ten. Times that uh, a wrestler went off script because yep. he was pissed off of someone. Then one of those things was, you know, WCW had had 
nailed him with this fucking stupid ass fucking gimmick. And Undertaker's like he his, but they painted he had a uh, painted white face and white everything and but uh, yeah no he it was he like how- yeah thank you that's what I, thank you yes but uh, but he adapts and but I think that time he's like you know his because they had just let Dusty go so he's like fuck you guys. No, but even his so his last points in WWE, leading into what became of him in AEW, it was all the same shit. Like it was him being the uber fucking professional and getting over everybody, and and mm-hmm. it looked like a million bucks because he fucking knew what to do in that fucking ring to make it so, and it. It's a testament once again to him as a performer in that ring, and I'm sure that there'll be, you know, we'll we'll see something, whether it be a dark side of the ring or a fucking a good, you know, whatever, whatever. But you know, people will remember this man as being a great person carrying on his father's legacy. I hope they do. I hope they don't overlook him because of some of the gimmicks. I really do. <clears throat> but but uh, let's uh, let's keep the guy. No, I was gonna say. You know, it's funny you say that because everybody overlooks Cody. You know, with his Stardust uh, gimmick. You know, like oh no, Cody this, Cody that, and I. Cody's decent in the ring. Dustin's way fucking better. Way fucking better. And he doesn't have to be this fucking ass kissing ass to to do what he does, you know. Yeah. But I mean, but I, okay. So let's. I mean, when we're talking about the ass kissing ass shit, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that is a, a, a like a choice that he's made because to go towards because thinks, he's fuck. He thinks that's the way it should be. He. I don't think it's. His, I think this this the way he wants it to be, so that you know all the planets align to what his father was. You know what I mean? So again, but that's what I'm saying. I think he thinks that's the way it should be to be like his dad, but it wasn't. It's not what his dad was. I don't think anyway. I mean, no, it, it wasn't. You know what, you know what I mean? And but that's the mixture of. Unfortunately, that's a mixture of what he thinks he should do and having to be within the WWE system. Mm-hmm. And then even with, with AEW, you know what I mean? Like, because he was leaning towards that way too. And so I can't say it was just WWE. Oh, no. Yeah, that's where he started. It was. I just AEW. feel like it was. It's just something that he feels like he wants to do. And he has his reasons, you know. And I feel like of all the people who have done it, he's he's done it well. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't made himself fucking totally whack yet. I think he has, but that's that's me. But I also can't stand him. So anyway, but going back to the match, I thought it was a phenomenal freaking match. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I thought it was a, a ma- an amazing match to let Christian show how good he is, that I've said it f- forever, but definitely to give Dustin the, the you know, the flowers he deserves. 
little shenanigans here and there, especially with Nick Wayne. Uh, Kill Switch slash his source never got. Right, and, and what's funny about that shit is that it's not. It wasn't uh, Dustin's last fucking match of worth in this fucking time frame. So right, exactly. Um, you, it, I I almost thought that they were gonna let him win because the announcers kept pushing the narrative of he's never won gold since he's been at AEW. Yeah. And I agree with you on that one. They hooked me uh, when I watched it on uh, YouTube where kind of what I was talking about, uh, Tazawa versus Ivar, where they kept mentioning, oh, you know, David Goliath. So that's a good point, JJ. You know what what I was just thinking? If they wanted to be super petty bookers, what they could do is keep pushing um, Dustin and give Dustin the heavyweight belt before – Fucking no. Cody gets his. I would do that. I would totally fucking do that. I would never do that. No. I would, but I'm apparently. No, I I'm think I think you're. I think you're kind of. Yeah, I was gonna say you're you're petty and you're as a booker you're shitting on a lot of other people. Ah. Uh, Even though I think the people would be like, I think a lot of the guys in the back would be like, okay. Who wouldn't now, say? Yeah, I mean, how many guys in the back wouldn't say? Damn, Dustin really has this. No, movie. but there's a there's a reason why that, that you can't do shit like that though. And like even so, I don't know if, if you guys have ever watched um, Beyond the Mat. There was a large part of that fucking movie where they were talking about uh, Terry Funk and his first quote unquote retirement. And his last match was supposed to be against Bret Hart, which Bret Hart was the WWE champion at the time. And Bret Hart won the match. And when asked, you know what I'm saying, like when the producers of the film asked that nigga, Terry Funk, why did you go that route? He was like, because I don't think anybody would believe my old ass would beat the world champion. So there's a fucking there's there's that type of belief within the industry that you know what I mean like you could pull off miracles and and you know they be that every given Sunday shit here and there but at the at the end of the day the world champion is not going to be beat by just anybody so if you're just anybody you're not going and Dustin unfortunately throughout his career, has made himself like a mid-card cat, which he's had a great career, and everybody's going to remember him, and hopefully he'll get into the Hall of Fame and all those things and accolades that he, he deserves. He was never a, a, uh, he, a main event guy. He's never, never going to be a world championship guy. No offense to him. Not at all. All right. So let's keep on keeping on. So this is a fun match. We have uh, Orange, the international champion, and his best friend, Trent Beretta. They're going against Penta, and Commander starts with an L. I am sick and tired of, it's Commander, starts with a K. No, it starts with a fucking L because the motherfucker can't win a fucking match. Give this guy a match to win, for God's sake. So, 
This match was fantastic. I liked kind of the back and forth of it. Um, it was literally 50-50 booking. If anything, actually, I think uh, Penta got the most offense in this match. But, of course, you have Commander with an L uh, that walks the ropes like a freaking ninja. Uh, OJ was doing his thing. But what I really, really liked about this, it was great to see that it was – we. Uh, JJ, the first thing you said when this match started, who's taking the L? Oh, Commander. Starts with an L. Uh, he takes the pin, but it's Beretta that gets the pin. I feel that's very important. He doesn't get a lot of – I hate to say it now. He does New Japan stuff. He may do some other stuff, but he doesn't get a lot of wins on television. He just doesn't. And I think that sucks because he's talented as shit. So, for me, it was great to see that – Beretta got the W. The match was fantastic. Um, after the match, here comes Roderick Strong and the uh, the Kingdom. And it's it's interesting again. Like uh, uh, Chuck Taylor's there, but he's still injured. But it's three on three, if you will. But no fisticuffs. It's just a strong challenges OJ OJ for the for the belt. OJ's like, all right, let's do it right now. But then Strong's like, nope. You're going to wait till March for the next pay-per-view. So, again, uh, there's intertwining here, but I, I really enjoyed the match itself. It was great. Yeah. Anytime you can you can see uh, Roderick Strong, it, it's it's great. Uh, Brock, what do you think? Uh, it was all right. That's it? All right. JJ, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the, the match was good. Uh, I little bit more um, I would prefer to not you know kind of call the match but it was good it was a good match um, oh, man, like because I said even I that it was going to be commander to take the loss and I thought Beretta would be the one to because it seems like they're giving Beretta a push um, at but, least a little one yeah yeah which is great. He's losing, but losing his better opponents. Like he faced Eddie Kingston last week, remember? So they're giving him. Yeah, that, that's a anyone. No, they're even to where him. we are right now. Good I mean, they, they've they've given him a couple of wins too. That's yeah, a good call. absolutely. So I mean, it was something that I kind of foresaw coming that way, but um, you know, I wasn't crazy about the execution with um, with uh, oh my God, what's his name? Beretta, OJ, no. Commander, Penta. No, the no, no. After the match, the aftermath. Oh, you didn't like the promo from Strong, right? Right. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, I felt it was really weak for him. Like, yeah, he's better. He he's a better promo guy than than what he did. I have to agree with you. Yeah, I, I would only imagine that he did not expect. Like, like so to a certain extent, like I feel like they said, "All right, look." We're going to put this out to the public and see which one, you know, is most popular. And he wasn't expecting him that, that the scenario where that where he's at right now would be the most popular. So he was like, oh, man, I don't know how I'm going to be. I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck between two fucking shit. So once that so shit flooded and to told him what it was. You know, he even tried. Yeah. But it, 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 it fell short for what he was doing, you know. He like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he, I don't know if he knew, 
But am I playing this as a fucking uh, a heel, heel, or like he? You know what I mean? Like that. I feel like this whole because even when we look at the Wardlow portion of this fucking, uh, it just seems so off already. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Thank you. Like I feel like they they did not do any of this shit justice. No. Yeah. I think it would have been. I, I, this could sound stupid, but JJ kind of mentioned the heel not heel thing. I I think it would have been better, especially because uh, Chuck Taylor's still injured, still has a bad foot. Uh, I would I would have rather seen. Uh, no, what are they? It's not the kingdom. What do they call now the group with uh, Wardlow and uh, what is it? The um, um the undisputed kingdom. Under, thank you so much. That's you know what. That's why you're the best man in the business. Uh, I would rather seen them just beat the fuck out of them. Go super heel, especially on Chuck Taylor. You know, and he is legit still injured because if you watch the match, you you still you got two guys in Penta's corner between the hype man and Phoenix was out there, and then the other side. Chuck Taylor's there, but he's sitting in a chair, literally on the, next to the steps of their tag. Like he he shouldn't even been out there, evidently. But I, I think it would have been a better play. Super heal them out. They beat the fuck out of of uh, Trent and OJ, and then quote unquote attack the the foot and ankle of, of Taylor. That's what I would have done personally. That's just me. All right, so we got. <laughs> This is right up uh, the alley of what Brock was saying earlier and what I was going to rant on a little. I saw another rant. Bullicum Gold is facing the uh, Gates of Agony and Brian Cage for the ROH. Do they call it trios or do they call it six man? ROH calls it uh, six man. All right, they're six man. Now, again, this is from the challenge I mentioned before from Nana. But why are we defending ROH belts excuse me, on AEW time? The match was solid. I, I really liked it. Uh, I will say the kid, I say kid, I have no idea how old he is, Khan from uh, the uh, Gates of Agony is, is really good. He sells well. And he took most of the brunt of the faces offense that I found kind of interesting. Is that the Puerto Rican guy? The skinnier guy of the okay, two. No. Yeah, okay. okay. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, I, mean, I would assume that one cat is a, a Samoan dude. Well, the one's Puerto Rican because he had the flag, you said, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, you Rican. assume he's Puerto Rican, okay? You care whatever flag you want, whatever. Who is the dude who has a Puerto Rican flag? The chubbier the one. The big boy. Okay, so we have Brian Cage, which obviously right, no. is not who we're, we're not talking about, right? No. And then we got the one dude that's obviously a Samoan dude. It's Toa. L-I-O-N-A. Leona. He's the Samoan guy. And then you have Khan. K-A-U-N. Who is the... He's still a big bitch, but he's he's not fat. He's slimmer. He's one of the gates of agony. Yes, he is. And he's he's the not Samoan dude. Yeah, he's the yes, one that's... Yes, he's the Puerto... Yeah. Okay, so he's Puerto Rican. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, go ahead, him, for one, you know what I mean? All right, so, there again, Boko Gold, you got the uh, the gun club. 
But I've never liked that whole dynamic. I've been saying that shit for a minute. Like, I don't like the the Gates of Agony. I don't like Brian Cage. And they've done their thing. I don't like them as a group. You know what I mean? Not that I don't like them as individual wrestlers. And they've all done their thing. I like Gates of Agony together. I... Go ahead. I'm gonna go on a, a five second round. I feel like this nigga is, you know what I mean? Like the the the, the Samoan cat is like is like oh there's there's other fucking you know Samoan cats you know what I'm saying in wrestling and, and blah 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 blah. So it it, it doesn't behoove it really it doesn't behoove any Samoan cat to be anywhere else but WWE right now. Oh, Toa Leona is is half Puerto Rican, half Samoan. That's why he had the flag. Thank you. Yeah. Which which makes that fucking Gates of Agony a, a more. It makes more sense tag team. I, I I like the Gates of Agony. They they they're not on TV too much. Got YouTube a lot of their own late shit. But you know, what? I always and thought I was... that for some reason that kid's pops was the Barbarian. I don't think so, but I can Google it in a minute. I'm pretty so, sure it's not, but you know the the match the match itself. I thought that would have made it doper. Yeah, it would have. We have new ROH six man champs. Full cup gold, um, and it comes down to actually Anthony Bowen from uh, the AEW trios champions comes out because. Uh, Nana thinks he's going to pop somebody with an ROH tag team belt. And he grabs it from him. Saves the day for Mr. Jay White, who then pops him, uh, Mr. Khan, I believe it was, uh, with his finisher. And one, two, three, we're done. Um, I, The match was great. It really, it really was great. And it was great because he gave them time. Uh, I didn't count the minutes, but I count the commercials. There's two commercials. They had two segments. It deserved it. My takeaways are this. Why are we defending an ROH belt again on AEW show? It goes back to what you said earlier, Brock. Secondly, um, I'm glad they don't have the belts anymore because we pushed Brian Cage for, for at least like six months. This Guy should not be able to do some of the agility things he does. He's 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 amazing. He no, he can't keep him with Nana doing the promos, but get him in some fucking feuds with some singles matches because he fucking deserves it. I think he's a, he's so underutilized, and and I hate him losing a belt because I like him. But I think this could actually hopefully propel him into singles. Uh, JJ, what did you think? Um, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think he definitely needs his singles push. Um, he, I, I think that Nana could help him do a lot. Um, Dancing. He, I did not like the. Um, the makeup that he's starting to wear that to me is stupid. It's interesting because I, I but maybe Brock can help me with this. I, I don't recall the, the uh, gates of agony wearing like face paint. No. Awesome. Yeah. So I was not, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the match was really good though. I thought the, it was very entertaining. Um, 
I could see why. It, okay, my only thing is, I can't believe fucking Jay White's first fucking gold at fucking AEW is an ROH fucking trios championship. I know you read my notes on this because that was that was part of my rant I'm saving. I couldn't agree more. J- Jay White deserves better. He's, you know what? I don't use. He earned better because of what he's done. His is against the talent he's done against. But Brock, what do you think? I'm right there with y'all, man. You know. All right, cool. So you also, like we just said, uh, cannot stand. Uh, Anna J, Tony Storm, Sky Blue. Yeah, they didn't say no shit like that. So don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You were snoozing like a prison right there, bud. All right, so we're going to keep on keeping on. There's no evidence except for the ones that I delete from these episodes to prove that. So. <laughs> well, we're, we're, let's keep trucking then. So you can All go right. back to your snooze fest. So we got Perazzo coming in against uh, somebody's brew, Anna Jay. Not only was this a, a decent match, but you had Storm on commentary. And please, just, I hope it doesn't require the belt the whole time, but keep this persona with her for the next decade. I love it. I, I love what she's doing right now. Uh, the match is good. And I'd say what, Perazzo's finisher is fucking fantastic. Uh, it's a double underhook armbar. You're fucked, pretzel. Um, it's amazing. I love it. Uh, she does finally get Anna Jay to tap out, even though she both arms are gone. She had to quit by verbal. But after the match, uh, what's your and, and I'm, I apologize. Uh, she gets interviewed by Moxie's what Renee Burkett, excuse me. And you know she kind of points out that she you know she's looking to get title shot, <laughs> and, and in doing so, Tony Storm goes crazy, gets on the shoulders of Luther, I believe his name is the Butler, and then the sidekick May decides that she's she keeps giving May shoes to throw at Perazzo. Amazing. I love it. I don't like the fact Perazzo saying that she's the best technical wrestler because uh, everybody knows that I think she's a little divas. But I didn't mind this at all. Uh, JJ, did you mind it? Did you like it? Hate it? What'd you think? Oh, uh, no. I thought all of it was fan fucking tastic. All of it. Um, fucking Tony Storm is brilliant. And uh, it was great. I'm going to expand, and, and, and I thought you would jump on it. So, I, I don't know if uh, Tony Schiavone was under the weather or whatnot. Oh. Because, <laughs> was out there. It was a different person, yet she kept complimenting him. She, he calls Tony Schiavone, Siobhan. Siobhan, you look so much better. You look different. What are you doing? Did a haircut? Whatever. It was classic shit. Brock, what did you think of your boo on this one? Which boo? Both of them, actually. We had Anna Jay and Tony Storm. They were wrestling each other? Yeah, what'd you think? No way. 
listening, you know, is Perazzo versus Anna Jack. That's okay. See, that's what I'm saying. I knew that that shit was fucking not. What's up? What if you're um, listening? I mean, you would have already known. Well, I knew it was wrong. I didn't know why it was wrong, but I knew it was wrong. Um, Perazzo versus NJ was fine. You know what I mean? Um, but I feel like it's way like, like I feel like they're pumping Perazzo way too up too early to fuck with Tony. So that's already wrong. I'm agreeing with him. I am. And then, you know what I mean? Like, with with Anna Jay, you miss an opportunity to do something really special with her. So I feel like it hurt her as well. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree with either. I actually agree with both. And again, I mentioned it a couple shows ago. Uh they they're pushing Anna Jay a little bit. You know, they're they're having her in the mix, whether it's a a six woman tag, eight woman tag, singles. You know, she she's they're really you know, and and when I say the word push, they're putting on television win or lose, and she did win the eight woman tag. Uh, but but again, uh, uh, the the thing with Perazzo is is I'm gonna go back to what Brock actually kind of said, and I agree with it. But like for the Creeds in WWE, they had what brought two matches on television for Raw and then had a tag team title match, or like a, a title match, you remember? Yeah. And what'd you say? They're going to lose. What are you going to do with them? Exactly. And I'm going to agree with this. If you don't give Perazzo the championship, what the, you, you, this is, this is literally her second fucking match in AW. Yes, she was a champion elsewhere. Got it. But if, if if you're somebody that doesn't look at all wrestling and you oh it's, it's AEW or it's WWE ooh great you're not paying attention to what's happening elsewhere if you're looking at this like who is this chick that's come in had two matches but she's already barking at the champ so that, that's a very good point that you make um, the next match I, I love to death uh, the and I love what they did at the ending and what in God's name is going on over there you okay bro. Yeah, no, it's not me. JJ, okay? Yeah, 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 I'm good. Okay. Did uh, did your son attack you? Yes, yes, he did. Yep, it sounded like we have a puppy. He likes to just lick your face. Anyway, so Private Party is back on track. They're back, motherfuckers. This is the team that fucking took out the Young Bucks in the inaugural tag team AEW Tag Team Championship Tournament to crown the very first AEW Tag Team Champion. So, this is uh, fantastic. Uh, and they're going against uh, Darius and Dante. So, this this sounds great. Uh, Mark Queen, good to have you back uh, with uh, Mr. Isaiah Cassidy. This match was fantastic. The ending was interesting. Where uh, Mr. Queen is is rolling up, Mr. Martin, and he he doesn't he doesn't grab the ropes, but his momentum pulls him into the ropes. The ref does not see this. He you never see him actually with a hand grab the ropes, but his his shoulders are against the ropes, and he gets the three count. So Pride Party wins, and everybody's everybody's happy until um, Action Andretti decides to step in. 
and let the let um, his voice top flight know that no, no, he was on the ropes. He grabbed the ropes. That's untrue. But he was in the ropes, which should have broken the count. Now I'm not sure if this is going toward a private party heel turn, which I'm all good with, or not. But uh, private party takes out top flight. This match was fantastic. Brock, what did you think, though? Hey, Brock, what'd you think? What? What did you think about Top Flight and uh, Private Party? Oh, okay. So here's, here's my shit about this match, right? Like, it was a good match between the two, and, and, and you really kind of, you know, like, showcased the two tag teams' abilities. But I felt like it was too early to put them against each other, so that you kind of shit it on one and not the other. I, I there was something about the, the 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 pitting of the two of them against each other that I didn't like. Well, what about and it, it it was also weird. You know what I mean? Like, what what was the point of that? And now you're to put one against the. Other. It's like it's too much. You know what I mean? Just why can't we just have a fucking two good tag teams? fuck with each other and have a good match and leave it at that, but no. I'm assuming that there's going to have some kind of breakup between the other cats, you know what I'm saying, because one fucking cheated to win and the other one's like, oh, we don't need to cheat to win. I don't know. Well, I mean, it wasn't, he leaned, his momentum caught the rope. He didn't ever grab the rope. He kind of did, though. Yeah, the way they did it was perfect, though. Queen, when he rolled up, his momentum got it. He's almost like he's grabbing the rope to pull himself up to sustain. You know what? I, I love seeing these. I, I, she says something about rematches. This is that. This should be an instant rematch because the match is that fucking good. And there was no question mark. So I didn't really mind it that much. Uh, but yeah, it's it is what it is. So then next we have if it does a heel turn with private party, then so be it. As long as you keep tag team wrestling going with actual fucking tag teams, I'm always gonna put a thumbs up on that one. So Swords in the back does a nice promo. Even though he just faced Matt Seidel, uh, the last show, again, he's like, I'm not wasting my time. I, I am going for the top. And uh, Renee mentions, you know, uh, the Cowboy. And he mentions, well, the Cowboy's fine, but I beat him. Uh, I'm 2-0. So, fuck him. So, we get to our main event, which is going to be As he kind of should, you know what I mean? Like, he he should do, Absolutely. I hate the fucking fact that I'll wait till the end here, but I'll I'll do it. I hate the fact that they're even mentioning Hangman in a in any type of world championship thing. That motherfucker hasn't beaten shit for how long? Yeah, yeah I agree. And then what was up with 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 um, this thing? His eyes, bro. That they like. What they use, they could have used a cucumber and some ice. Uh, all right. So, I don't like Who's cucumbers. I- Swerves. 
Makeup. It was makeup. I mean, I want to say it was makeup too, but like, todavía, but like, that nigga is. You can't call that shit out immediately. Well, why would you do that? Makeup. I, I don't know why they're doing that. But then again, why was um the other guy on their team wearing makeup? The uh, Brian Cage. Brian Cage. Maybe it's he just has, no. He's been wearing makeup. But he wore like paint. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he like wore paint type shit. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like that's what the like same thing. And shit. Maybe that's what they're trying to go for. I don't know. But you know what's funny about the it story? felt very out of place, you know what I mean? About that, yeah, about that group, especially of, when you when you're leading to to what you uh, I'm assuming you're trying to lead to. Like I'm sure that he thought, oh, this is the best, you know, catalyst of that, but it really didn't end up being that. No, and and the makeup thing. Have you now? I have seen many a time, including the Heyman match with the death match, whatever, where it's my center, where the, the 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 three guys, Cage and the Embassy guys, would come out with Swerve. I have I have not ever seen Swerve come out, including tonight. He was there, but he never came out with the the. Uh, Trios champions, three man, or six man ten. So it's interesting. It's almost like I don't know if he gives a fuck about the group. But anyway, Samoa Joe and Hook is a event. So I guess Hook now has a bat signal. He has a hook signal. So Samoa Joe's in the ring. He gets introduced first, which is interesting. But uh, I understood it after this. There's the hook signal at the on the roof, and here comes up. I love the match overall. Was it great quality? It really wasn't. And no offense to Hook, because he could kill me in two seconds probably. But it was a man versus a excuse me, it was a boy versus a man. And I think that's kind of way they went at, went at it. Hook jumped him from the word go, went after him, got some good offense, went outside, got some offense. Looked okay. Once he went in the ring, though, Hook showed how green he was a couple of times. There was one where he, he actually got a suplex onto Samoa Joe, and he's supposed to follow it up with a knee but he kept looking for what ring rope to hit to spring the knee. So it took so long that you assume Samoa Joe would recover. But at the end of the day, Samoa Joe ends up hitting the muscle buster, which is his finisher. He gets a fucking one count out of this. He, gets it. he ends up choking out. He takes the match. I have a rant. I'm going to save this. So after the match, here comes fucking Swerve through the crowd to stare down Samoa. Here comes the cowboy. Adam come down to stare at Samoa. And we end it. What the shit? Hey, Brock, what's in the shit? Rock. 
what did you think of this shit? I thought it was. I mean, I thought the match was actually way better than I thought it was gonna be. Um, the fact that fucking Hangman has to put his fucking two cents in, I don't like. But you know, Brian, I'm right here. We've been yelling for Brock the whole time. Man, just keep going, man. Like you guys are doing so good, man. You're <laughs> so stupid. Don't ever stop for me, for real. Like you know what I mean. Like you guys are doing so good. Don't ever this stop for me. Last, this is the last match. Like this is as it. long as as long as it shows that we're recording something, <laughs> go for it, guys. Well, All right. So Brock, since you since you're uh, on point now, John Hook, what'd you think? I, if I'm being honest with you, I felt it was too soon for them to do it, but they protected Hook just enough yep. that it didn't seem like it was a waste of, of, of fucking time. So I was I was okay with it. And that's the way I felt about the whole thing was, you know, he, he did, he smashed, I tell you what, there was a nasty bump where he slammed him into the announce table. And I'm talking... Smojo yeah. smashing hook, and I'm like, oh fuck! But he seemed cool. Um, and I know how hard it had to be for Taz. He stole that him. whole fucking time. Like, oh my god, bro! This is you know, it, it's his son right before, and he knows what's going on. And I'm sure that he had an idea yeah. of what they were gonna do prior to the match. But so it, there's a whole up. different story of seeing it in front of you, and like, fuck. You know, and I was I was gonna say that, that, and it's funny too. They never actually panned us to Taz during the match, and you know, could have been just nothing. Could have been like, no, Taz, like fuck. Uh, but so this is gonna do professional on on the mic. You know, he's. I I love him, man. I love Samoa on the mic. Yeah. Oh, I love Samoa. Oh, man. Oh, man, how poetic he can make any situation be. Like, like everything that you, the the whole situations that that he's been through with wrestlers, you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure that, uh, like, 80% of of what he's fucking said has been just shit that he was riffing off his head. And they're just, oh, man, this thing is fucking this. Nobody fucks with Samoa Joe. Like, like I, it, it's such a fucking weird That's what he paradox that Samoa Joe lives in. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. Especially post TNA. Like, uh, people want to fuck with him so bad that, you know what I mean? No matter how bad he dips into the, the fucking heel well, like, you know what I mean? Like, some people turn on them, but for the majority of us, but we, we, yeah, I don't give a fuck what you do. We still fuck with you, Joe. So where are we going? No matter how heel he is, people still Joe, Joe, Joe. No, he's, he's... you know, and and JJ, we just watched the thing when AJ first came into WWE for the Royal Rumble. It was Samoa Joe that picked him up and wanted to be the one to pick him up. Yes, he asked. And the funniest thing was, I do remember when AJ was champ, and he had the uh, the program with Samoa. And Samoa's like threatening his family, his lineage. Like he is, 
He is just going balls to the wall on the mic. Behind the mic, he even said, you know, when, when he they were interviewing him about – it was special on WWE about AJ coming in. And he goes, no, I want to be the one to pick him up because he's he's been one that really propelled my career. I respect him. I, I love the guy. And, and it's like what you had said before, I think, Brock, about professionalism – or one of you both did, I think, about like let's say Seth and and CM Punk or Seth and uh, the original bro or whatnot. And I said, Cody, you know, you're gonna you're gonna do your job in the ring, but you still respect. And he even said, he goes, I love AJ, love him. I want to be the one to pick him up. I I, I loved it to death. So, but here here's my round. All right, so let me be quick. This match. Is, is a good example. He does a muscle buster on Hook. Hook kicks out at one. One. It takes him two more to get the pin. That's great. Um, there was the match earlier with Dustin and Christian Cage. Cage puts the uh, what, what did he call the unprettier? Mm-hmm. Is that the move? Okay. Yeah. Pops him. Pops him. Middle of the fucking ring. He's been messing with Dustin the whole time. One, two, kick out. Um, why are we protecting – why are we not protecting finishers? Like, I don't get it. Like – I mean, the only thing that I can think of, Scuba Steve, is that they – you know what I mean? Like, per circumstance, you know what I mean? Like, like if I, if I hit you with this fucking – this finisher – because I remember – I remember talking, uh, hearing you know the older cats talking about now uh, a DDT and a fucking uh, a super kick is not the same effect that it used to have. No kidding. All right, Brock. You know, and and no, JJ, chime in if you want. And I apologize. I'm I'm not trying to exclude you, but you remember Brock that the NWA used to they banned the pile driver for a while. It was such a vicious move. You can't do it. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. It's all like, you know, it, so it's K-fabe like, type shit. Yes, but that's all right. So, so now, you know, Jake Roberts, you didn't kick out of his fucking DDT. You mentioned super kick. You remember uh, gentleman Chris Adams from Texas, from the Von Erics? He was one of the first ones to make the super kick his finisher. You never kicked the fuck out of that, ever. Shawn Michaels had a super kick. But I, you've got to protect people's finishers. You must. Or it means nothing. Like um, uh, Corbin. What, what, what's he called? Deep Six? Is that his finisher? Deep Six? Yeah, Deep Six. Dude, there's only been one human being that kicked out of it. And it's Jesse's favorite person. Cody Rhodes. No one kicked out of it. Ever. He's the last person to get a fucking pinfall, well, prior to Jay, on uh, the Tribal Chief because of that move. You've got to protect so you got to protect them. And if the protection is there's a foot on the rope, there's interference, there's whatever, then do it. But if it's somebody's finisher, that's a that's a continuous finisher. You know, kind of like the Rainmaker with the his, his finisher. You don't get up. 
Unless. If it's like a main event WrestleMania and it's a underdog, like a Cena, and he, he barely kicks out at three. That's, I don't mind it. But don't put fucking people on a regular Raw or SmackDown or Dynamite and have them kick out of somebody's finisher and especially kick out of it at one. That's bullshit. I don't like it. Protect the person's finisher. Wasn't it the fucking, it was, who was it, I mean, who was it that kicked out at one? Because I thought it was like a. Who kicked out of the first one at one? Oh, yeah, okay, so, yeah, I'm okay with that, man, like, I don't, I, you know, well, but in this match, yes, you know what I mean, like. Muscle Buster, come on. No. And then he, so, okay, Rocky, okay, let's see, right. So what does he do after the fact when, when he basically yells at Samoa Joe, is that all you fucking got? Samoa busts another muscle buster. So Samoa didn't go to another move. It was just trying to build Hook as a fucking badass, and, you know, you, you need it because yeah, okay. physically he did he doesn't have it. You know what I mean? Like when you look at him, he was like, I don't know. You could have but... done it different ways. You, you remember the uh, it was. Um, I don't know. I'm sure they, they probably could have gone different Dolph ways with him, but. Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg. You remember that? Like Goldberg smoked him and he gets up, guys, the mic, and he goes, Is that all you got? And he comes back and spears him again and giantized him again. That all you got? He did it three fucking times, but he pinned him the very first time. It was him grabbing Ziggler grabbing the mic. Still not necessarily great, you know what I mean? And and what what you could have done with all those things. So you don't believe that we should protect people's finishers? Yes, we we definitely should. Because that's the ooh and the ah of it. Now again, if it's a WrestleMania moment. And uh, but exactly, and, and that's the shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's the moment that that what what determines what what what, what either we protect the, the the wrestler or the fucking the move or a bunch of different other things that we could fucking choose. But so this is why it's okay for the fucking the the DDT to not be the end all of. Be all fucking finishers well, yeah, in every that's match. I've been the finisher since Jake the Snake. I mean, nobody else really used it. Chris Adams used the super kick. I mean, but they kind of did with you know, like super DDTs and shit like that. You know, where oh, it was okay. well, I mean, even uh, didn't um, Mox have like a double underhook DDT? Did remember? Like it was almost the paradigm like shift. A suplex, yes, is what I'm thinking of. But you know what yeah. I mean, but. But I'm just tired of people kicking out of fucking finishers. Like, I wouldn't have minded I'm, if he kicked out at you know a one-two ooh, but not to do one. Him kicking out at one is disrespectful. I I think so too. I I think kicking out at one was extremely. I mean, it, it isn't. It isn't because you know what I'm saying. It is because you. No, it is either is or the is person who is the fucking the 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 producer. You you're fucking with them, and say, oh man, how dare a uh, uh, fucking a uh, team come in dressed. But then, if you're the tag team, you're like, bro, I want to look as fly as I fucking can be. What are you talking about? 
Tag team, what the fuck? What are we talking about right now? Kick it. Finishers. Respecting the finishers. We weren't talking about uh, tag teams. Man, you got a lot of fucking editing to do. Uh, or, maybe, or maybe you don't edit, and that's why we have three people. Who knows? All right, you know what? Talk about finishers. Finish this shit up, dude. Where, where, are we, where are we at? At the fucking show? We're at the end. We're, at the we're end. done. All right. So. Maybe you know that shit. Jesus. For myself, Brock Brolic. Scuba Steve. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Finish it. Heavyweight primate with a hardened mind. Blood filled with a citrus mixture of orange lime. Pussy drip when the thought of action come to mind. Born to ride when the spring summer shine. Bonafide, eyes wide, running high. You don't want the revolution to be televised. Terrified from the Arab Mountain death camps. With the iron burning high, give you chest stamps. Phone calls with the cloth over the mouthpiece. With or without lead, burn about an ounce cheap. To the neck like a razor for the stubble. Raise inside the struggle, blazing in a huddle. Yeah, dig a hole for the lamb in it. Leather slippers in the sand, motherfuckers couldn't stand in it. Myself on the back, don't fake the funk on the nasty dunk shack I tag. Close the window to your soul. Weed inside my lung burn. These old suckers getting placed into a young urn. Specialized like the little bus. Use my chubby little finger for us to stimulate the clitoris. King Kong ain't got shit on us. I'm out here getting it for real. Why you motherfuckers fill up us? Weed in my finger flicker. I'm on a solo mission. Started at pole position. Eyes on a long division. As it burned my thumb, I roll another one. Quite persistent, that's why they call me my mother's son. Shoot the gold gift, leave your hoe stiff, make your hoe sniff. Hootie in the blow fish, hope they the cold kid. Cause every motherfucker in here rockin' low dip. I'm on that old shit. Harry Horowitz always likes to pat himself on the back. <laughs>